Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with Andrew Velez, Joel Dells, and this is now episode 193. In this episode, we are going to recap UFC 276 with Michael Daly, talk about the Panthers trading for Baker Mayfield, what the Mets and Yankees should do at the trade deadline, expectations for the Chargers, and we'll give our NFC South predictions. A quick Patreon and YouTube member shout out to Phantom Wolf, Danko Hawkins, Matthew Jimenez, Jaron, Nick, Vincent, your local bronze sexual, Jordan, Tua is amazing, love you, Drew, MG, Nas, UK Bulls, J Love, Clear, Zach W, Cole, Darius Garland's next, Nazir, Dwayne, Rivers is a gorgeous man, Travis, Drew's the goat, Holmes, your boy Nick, Jake the Snake, Corrupt, Drew is big old booty, Dylan, Afosa, Mason, River Academy clears on Earl, Gentile Drew, Cade MVP, SP Borzi Shot, Jordan What, Evan, Dylan, Joel is the GOAT, Mayo, Peter, Daniel, Ben, Ruthless Rooster, Kill Moves, Joel B, Eagle Dollar, Tizzy, Corey, Get Funko, Dylan, Playboy, Orlando, Big Chuck, Michael, Cole, Liam, T Grove, 17, Tua Sucks on Ka, Ryan, Epic Lankiness, It's Black Ace, BJ, PJs, Langston, Jazzy Juice, Johannes, Dave Muffins, Sean, Burner Hoops, Court Cousins, P. Dot, Akari, and Jay Aqua. Good old Jay Aqua. But before anything, that's a Drew's big booty? He said Drew's old big booty. I think your old big booty. I don't know. Oh, uh, that's pretty crazy. That's different than big old booty. Yeah, very, very different. Where do you think that inspiration came from? Um, you up last I mean, episode? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, you did. I know. Did, did I? AC, I think. Ah, uh, maybe. I mean, I do have the fatty. I'll be honest. Okay. Hey, bro, sorry. what's wrong? I was, I was going to say it, but I was going to Yeah, laugh. thank you. Thank you. Yo, really quick, birthday shout out. Give us a round of applause to our boy, Steven. Steven Iezzi, man. Yes, Happy Steven. birthday to you. Happy birthday to my sister-in-law, G2. Listen, have to give the birthday shout-outs before we get things going, but let's get into it. And right now, we have a special guest, Michael Daly, coming on the show to talk yeah, UFC. It's the fighting expert right here. Michael, glad to have you on the show. Man, it is great to be on with you guys. The, the names you guys were listing off before I hopped on the show, Bronze Sexuals, was one of the names i mean that that, <laughs> that was rude like a crew you guys have for an audience but it's great to be on like you guys. that yeah our hey, appreciate you, our patrons on come here. up with a lot of creative names yeah they do bronze sexual I, I like when they switch it up though i do like i it. do too but i hate i hate that term why bronze sexual you're a bronze sexual see but that's the thing i'm not I, i'm a lebron fan does that automatically make me a bronze sexual am yeah. i attracted to lebron no i, yes, I root for him. be honest <laughs> like come on bro bro, bro god forbid that i love lebron because he's unbelievable basketball player Right, so if I defend him automatically, bronze sexual, the correlation sucks. If you're a bronze sexual, no, it, you it means when you are extremely biased. So I'm not. I'm not. You don't LeBron. have to have a, a sexual. You are. I know, but they make it. They make him. it. I'm sorry. Listen, no, don't be. You right. are biased towards right. LeBron. I was very close minded to me. I, I I apologize, but uh, I'm not. I'm not because I'm not really old, like overly biased when it comes to LeBron. I, I just don't see it that way. LeBron has yet to fail me at, at this point in time. Are you co-signing his statement? Like, uh, you don't know him for the longest? No. Nah, exactly. Like, mean, you don't know if he's capping right I'm now? I'm not capping. I, I know he's capping. What? <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? Dude, I've never... I, never is probably strong. Probably in a joking manner, I've defended LeBron on some shit that I probably shouldn't have. I'm, but, like, I know you when have. it comes down to 2011, it's not like I'm oblivious. I say it flat out. He folded. Yeah. He's the reason we lost. If I was a... Well, bronze, you can't say never failed you, then. I mean... 
all players go through ups and downs, right? I agree. Did LeBron, yeah. did, did Jordan go 11 and 0, right? He would have 11 championships in the 11 seasons he played. No, I mean, yeah, you lose. Six and oh. Shout out to him, right, in the finals, because the competition he played in the West was... So right now you have the American flag on? This is the Puerto Rican flag. (laughs) You know, United States, like, that's part of America. I mean, but, you know, you get your own flag. Like, there's territories in the United States that, you know, still are their own. No, every state has its own flag in the U.S., I'm pretty sure, yeah. You think so? Yeah, I'm almost entirely sure, yeah. I've never seen the Jersey flag. But again, Puerto Rico is not a state of... United States like of America. Like it's a territory. But uh, if yeah, it says on the side of the hat. Yeah. You know, my my mom went to to the homeland and she shout brought out. back some gear. You know, shout out to mommy Velez. And uh, yeah, she got me back some a tea and a hat. Oh, you? I didn't even peep the shirt. You're yeah, right. New Jersey has a flag. Just the flag. Yeah, every state has a flag. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, but again, Puerto Rico is not a state of the United States. It's a territory, territory. for sure. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah, had to wrap the motherland. So, Michael, um, before we go on and talk about UFC 276, I just want you to give a quick introduction. I could do it, but I I know that you know yourself way better than I know you. And I've known you for a while, and I know that you cover boxing, UFC, all that sort of stuff. You're a hardworking man. So just quickly introduce yourself. My name is Michael Daly. Obviously, as you guys mentioned, it probably says on the screen somewhere here. I just graduated Seton Hall. I was a classmate of Joel's for uh, a few years. But yeah, I cover boxing, UFC. I love covering MMA, boxing. Those are two passions of mine. So, and I'm happy to talk about it with you guys too, because there's nothing better than being able to dissect a fight a few days after, because you get to go back and watch the fights. I think that's why everyone loves a fight night, because it's this primal instinct. And when a few days later, you can go back and look at that fight, I, I think that's why boxing and MMA, those combat sports, I, I wouldn't say they're my favorite, but they're up there, though. Football, I think, is everyone's favorite, including mine, but MMA and boxing, those are, for me, I, I think that's up there. So that's a little bit of a background on Who's your who football team? Los Angeles Rams. Oh, must be nice. Mm, interesting. Be yes. Very, very <laughs> interesting, Michael. Yeah. yeah. You know, when I first went to Seton Hall, um, I was in a group chat and everybody called me Skip Bayless because I would just spew hot takes in a group chat. So, so Michael, you must be acquainted with me since I was a avid supporter of your Los Angeles Rams this past season. I did not know that. But yeah, I, I love that. I love that you uh, were big on the Rams. Yeah, man. Day one. Day one. After the very first week, I said Rams are going to the Super Bowl and winning the whole thing. But it was funny because I was walking with Michael. We were like on campus. We were walking and he thought I was just a hot take guy. And then we started talking about the Rams and I was dissecting their entire offense, and he's like, you know what? This guy actually knows what he's he talking about. Michael, you shouldn't have let him convince you of that because he was wrong. He was wrong. Ultimately, he was now, wrong. Yeah. You know what? I got, I got to give Joel credit because this was – I want to say this was like September 2020 in that range. That's when like I first met him because like a lot of people ripping on Joel, and I was one of them. Joel and I would get in heated debates back and <laughs> forth. Or we would talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. We'd go, oh, every topic, you name it, we probably argued about. But then when we got to really talk, I was like, no, this guy knows what he's talking about. And from there, the rest is history. Yeah, he definitely knows what he's talking about. Sometimes. Of course, I know both. Sometimes. The only I ones that are ball. allowed to to say he doesn't is us. That's right. Because we actually know, you know. Sometimes he knows ball. I know Other ball, times man. he decides not to know ball. Sometimes. Oh, God. Lord knows that's the truth. Sometimes, oof, man, this guy, Joel, he knows what he's talking about. Other times, sit here and I'm scratching my head. Let's talk about UFC 276. So recapping the two title fights, the first one that happened was um, Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway. Now, Volkanovsky, 
he's he won all three fights in his trilogy. The first fight I thought he wanted. The second fight I rewatched it. Holloway to me, I give him the slight edge, but this okay. third fight, I don't feel like there was, was any room was a for uh for a decision. I feel like Volkanovski won and I think there's an argument to be made that he's the best pound for pound fighter in the sport right now. I think he's on a truly dominant run. What do you think about that, Michael? He's up there. If he's not one, then he's two. Maybe Kamara Usman's ahead of him. I've even heard some people say Charles Oliveira, but this guy for sure is in the top three. And it's because he was able to prove time and time again that that first win in December 2019 against Max Holloway, that was not a fluke. A lot of people even questioned that win and were like, no, Max should have won that fight. No, Volkanovsky, rightfully so, took the first one. Okay, then the second one happened almost two years ago to the day. I believe I I was in that camp that said Max Holloway should have won a decision. He was robbed. And I was even in the crowd that said Max Holloway was the uncrowned king. But you know what, guys, would change my opinion on Alexander Volkanovsky? It was his win over Brian Ortega last September. Once he beat Brian Ortega and just snatched victory from the jaws of defeat from Brian Ortega, he proved to me and to everyone else that he is the very best 145-pound fighter on planet Earth. And it just goes to show after that win, then his win over the Korean Zombie, Max Holloway just fell back a little bit too much for a trilogy fight to win that. So it's unfortunate. It pains me because I love Max Holloway, and I'm sure you guys do too. For sure. But Alexander Volkanovsky, he is that guy right now. Yeah, Max Holloway, is. he has one of the one of the most entertaining fighting styles in the UFC right now. But I think what Volkanovsky does the best when he fights him is that he neutralizes his fighting style. The first one, you could really tell that he neutralizes fighting style significantly. Like, Max Holloway in the first fight landed 134 significant strikes. Holloway, in his other fights after that, he had 445 significant strikes against Calvin Qatar, 290 against Brian Ortega, and 230 against Yair Rodriguez. So, Volkanovski's been able to neutralize Holloway. In the second fight, Holloway only landed 102, and I thought he landed more just from, like, my eyes watching it. And in the third fight, he neutralized him again. Um... Volkanovski has not lost since 2013, and now he wants to challenge himself and move up to lightweight and now be a double champion. If he does that, then I don't think there's an argument for him not being the best pound-for-pound fighter in the sport right now. Like, now that Khabib is retired, like, Volkanovski, like, he he's even said that he's kind of getting bored with the division. Can you blame him for being bored? I, I personally can't blame him because... Other than Max Holloway, there's no one out there right now that either one, he hasn't beaten before or is really worth a test for him. Josh Emmett is a good fighter. Yair Rodriguez is also a very good fighter as well. But are they pay-per-view sellers? No, they're not. If Volkanovski decides, you know what? Let me move up and wait and either fight Charles Oliveira or fight someone like Islam Makachev, Habib Nurmagomedov's underling and and understudy, if you will. Mm -hmm. Those, those are huge fights for him. And the thing is, taking a challenge like that, you would be fighting someone, whether it's Oliveira or Makachev, who are at the top of the mountain in the pound-for-pound ranking. So if you're able to beat them and then hold two belts simultaneously, my goodness, it is hard to knock someone off. But 
With that being said, though, I, I still think Kamar Usman is the best fighter on on the planet. Yeah. But with two belts, though, in the 145 pound division, cleaning that division out, and if you're able to beat Charles Oliveira, I th- there's not much debate. You look at Charles Oliveira, he has just been so technically sound in his approach, the way that he's able to submit almost every single opponent, it seems, as as that's been the case. Oliveira had an unfortunate situation where he wasn't able to to make weight. I think he, he missed it by 0.5, correct? 0.5. Mm-hmm. And uh, and even still, didn't matter. He wasn't able to, to have the title put around his waist, but he won the fight in convincing fashion. Uh, Oliveira has just looked so much more superior against his opponents. Uh, Halloway might, oh, excuse me, uh, Volkanovski, when it comes to that matchup with Oliveira, my concern would be the size advantage. But off this, his most recent fight, Vol- uh, Volkanovski, with Holloway, you see how his speed and how meticulous he is. He's able to just move around the octagon so swiftly that it kind of neutralizes his opponent's height. If he wasn't as quick, if he wasn't as elusive as he he is, and you see it as his fights have gone on, he's gone progressively faster and faster, which has only benefited his fighting styles, where now if you put him against a guy like Oliveira, I just feel like he's too... He, he's... Oliveira is too technical right now for me to say that if they were to, to to fight, especially with Volkanovski having to move up, that's a whole different regimen, a whole different training that goes into it. For him to immediately go into that class and be dominant, I think it's going to take a little bit of time. There's 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 a a few guys that have come in and, and been able to do that. Uh, McGregor, obviously, he's been one of the most infamous double champs there is, uh, but he. Even still, after that fact, he he fought opponent that he was able to to dominate. He just didn't look like he was uh, on the same level as Conor McGregor. But at this point, Charles Oliveira is not someone to overlook. This guy, as Michael already mentioned, is if not the best, the number two pound-for-pound fighter in the world right now. Oliveira, again, unfortunate situation where he wasn't able to make weight, however... He is that guy when it comes to submissions. And I have a question for you, Michael, because I know there's been a bunch of debate in the UFC world. I was talking to my friend who who trains about about making weight and cuts, and Oliveira obviously missing it's a huge deal. You know, I feel like this has been going on for a while where you obviously have weigh in, you have to make whatever weight it is, 155, say, and then the next day or you're whenever these guys have been cutting their whole life, right? They're used to losing 10, 20 pounds in a day or two, and then the next day they balloon back up and now they're 180. I know that's a big controversy in the UFC. I wanted your thoughts. Is, there, is that a problem? Do you think UFC should step in? Like, it's a health concern, too. Like, then you're you're fighting different weights when you're actually in the octagon. Joel, the problem here is how a state athletic commission goes about handling this. Because it's not really up to the UFC. It's more so up to Nevada, California. Now, California, they have different rules than, say, Nevada does. Because California, you have to be... Uh, under a certain weight limit at a certain amount of time. So that way you're not being a quote unquote weight bully, or you're not cutting too much weight where it's unhealthy for the fighter. A situation like Charles Oliveira went through, although he missed weight, the scales that were used in Arizona, because that fight took place in Phoenix, those scales were accused of being off because Charles Oliveira, when he was weighing himself before he stepped foot on the scales, the official scales, he was on weight. And other fighters actually pointed that out. And they said, no, I had the same problem where I had to go back and I had to measure myself again and check my weight. So it's hard. In a situation like that where Charles Oliveira missed weight, automatically he's scrutinized because in the past, not only has he missed weight, but he's been accused of being a quitter. So weight issues like that can negatively impact 
the legacy of a fighter, but I, I wouldn't worry too much about Charles Oliveira. It's other fighters that will have to worry about ballooning up to 200 pounds and having to whittle down to 155. Like Patty Pimblin, I don't know how familiar you guys are with him, but that dude, he goes up to like 200 pounds and he has to shrink back down to 155. That is tough yeah. to ask for a fighter. Yeah, no, no regular human beings doing something like Same. that. No. I promise you I can't do that. Hell hey, no. That's hard. That the most really I've hard. been able to cut, and it took me months, was 25 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's really yeah, tough. That's hard. Like being able to do forty-five pounds, like it's unhealthy. Like the amount of weight you're taking on and putting, you know, taking off and putting on in such a short time span, it's like it can't be good for you. No. Well, you have no water. That's the thing. That is essentially what it is. you're you're water cutting, mm-hmm. and you're you're not eating, you're not drinking any water, and you're just wicking away a ton of sweat, and you're just training, training, training. And for Patty Pumblet, it works, but as you get older that's not the right way to balloon sure. up and yeah. Just, yeah. just eat a ton of food all the time. The other title fight in the card was the Israel Adesanya and Jared Cornier uh, for the middleweight championship. Now to me, I'm going to be honest. I'm not somebody that, you know, watches UFC religiously like that. So from a casual perspective, it was a pretty boring fight. In my opinion, I, I was almost taking a nap during it, but <laughs> Michael, what did you see in that fight? What did you think? And what do you say to people like me who thought it was pretty boring? It's an acquired taste, a fight like that, because if you're not someone who enjoys chess matches, because that's what that was. Definitely. If you want to see someone just get flatlined, that's not the fight for you. You got to watch because- Max Holloway. Yeah, you got to watch Max Holloway bleed and can barely see out of his left eye. That's a fight you got to watch. But with Cannoneer, the reason why I think people like yourself were disappointed is because he has combinations that he can then turn into one-punch power. That's the way he sets up his devastating knockout shots. Unfortunately, he just ran into the guy who I deem to be the greatest striker in MMA history. Oh, wow. That, that's the way I saw it, and I, I wasn't proven otherwise. Israel Adesanya, the way he's able to cut angles, the way he's able to maneuver the pocket, and Jared Cannonier just made a lot of mistakes when it came to setting himself up offensively. He was either – what he should have been was either too far away or too close to Adesanya. He was in that intermediate range where – it was hard for him to touch Adesanya because he's 5'11", and he has a three-inch reach disadvantage against Adesanya. And Adesanya, I mean, he's 6'4", 81-inch reach or 80-inch reach. He could just sit there and just poke at Cannoneer all night long, and that's what happened. So Israel Adesanya won the fight. After he won the fight, he called out Alex Pereira and basically said that you're next. Like, he wants him next. He wants him, and the reason why is because they had fought twice already previously in kickboxing, and Alex Pereira won both times. The second time, he knocked him out. So UFC is really hoping that this fight becomes something because I think it's going to draw a lot of attention. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a lot of pay-per-view dollars. In that fight, do you think that Alex Pereira beats him for the third time, or do you think Israel is just too good right now? You can't count out Alex Pereira. You cannot count him out. And he actually is next in line because the UFC said, Whoever wins mm-hmm. this fight, meaning Strickland, Pahea, they got the next crack at the title. 
little little be known, it was Alex Bahia who just beat a Sean Strickland. I don't even know what his game plan was. He was parrying shots, had his guard down, and he paid the price for it. Alex Bahia can beat Israel Adesanya. He can. Right now, though, it's hard for me to pick against Izzy. It is because, one, it's a completely different sport, and, two, Israel Adesanya has been so good inside the UFC he cleaned out the middleweight division, even tried to go up for light heavyweight supremacy to the point where the UFC said, you know what? We got to get the guy who beat him twice in kickboxing, and we got to pray that he can be the guy to take him out in a different sport. Think about how crazy that is. You're taking somebody from a different discipline, and now you're, you're hoping that his work with Glover Teixeira and his camp in Connecticut is good enough to compete with Israel Adesanya in a multifaceted game. Now, when they fight guys, it'll probably be a kickboxing match. And Alex Pahea is the only middleweight who can stand toe-to-toe with Israel Adesanya in kickboxing in an MMA match. But right now, though, I I think Israel Adesanya is a much better fighter than he was when he suffered those two losses. Yeah, I agree. And I I think right now also, like, people are wishing for Israel's downfall. Like you mentioned, the UFC is trying to get Alex Payet to come in and now beat him. Do you think the UFC doesn't want him to be champion any, any, anymore? It's not that they don't want him to be champion because he is the cash cow right now. Because Conor McGregor suffered a few losses. His stock is not as high as it was. Israel Adesanya, although he lost to Jan Blahovic, he bounced back. He made up for that loss. So I don't know if it's that the UFC doesn't want him to win. What the UFC wants to happen is parity. Same thing with the NFL and the MLB. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why the NFL loves new teams each and every year making it to the Super Bowl because it's good for business. Same with the UFC. If you can have fresh blood, same thing with Jared Cannonier. He was fresh blood. Look what happened to him. Alex Bahia, the hope is, since he is fresh blood in this scenario, he could be that next star. So that's why they want parity because although Israel Adesanya is great, if he loses to Alex Bahia, you could set up a rematch. And if, if Israel Adesanya wins a rematch, boom, that's a trilogy. Or you could find a way for Bahia to fight other guys. So I, I, I think it's more so a matter of just building up that next big star. Yeah, you're right. And to, to talk about the fight uh, very briefly – Kenanier just seemed very hesitant, just because, like Mike was saying, Israel is such a precise and one of the best strikers we have in the game right now. According to Mike, the best striker in in UFC history. Uh, I'm a John Jones guy, so I don't know. Uh, Maybe it's just John Jones a little bit more technical. You mentioned the height advantage. That's what John Jones also has. But uh, I know people aren't huge John Jones fans right now, but I got to stay loyal to to the guys. Um, To to digress. I believe that Kenanier just was super hesitant because of the presence that Israel holds over guys. It, Izzy is just so much more physically dominant than than most of the, the fighters that he's going to go against. And again, he mentioned the three-inch height advantage. He mentioned the the, the reach advantage as well. And Kenanier, it got to a point where he just needed to let the hands go, and he just seemed a little bit too stagnant, seemed to play the fight a little bit too safe, where especially when you're in an opportunity that you might not have again, if you're a Kenanier, you need to go all out. You need to try your best. Even if it results in you getting knocked out, 
You put the pride aside. You already know that you're you're losing the fight. Go balls to the wall. Try and go for that knockout punch. Kinnear never ended up doing so. Izzy retains. And it was very smooth fashion. I feel like to answer your question about do people want Izzy to lose. Izzy, these last couple fights that he's been in, it's been more technical than anything because Izzy is just so much more smart smarter than the, these guys that he's facing. He's he's understanding, he's reading these fighters and, and what they're trying to do to him. He's just he's just toying with them. He understands that he's just got to get to the next fight. I want to be the champion. I just got to be technical. I got to be sound in my mechanics. I can do so by being very precise and patient with my approach at fighting uh, my opponent. So do I think that UFC wants to see him lose? I don't, I don't, I wouldn't go that far. Like Michael said, I agree with that statement. I just think that we want, like you mentioned, the Max Holloway fights. We want to see those guys that are are duking it out, leaving everything on the on in the octagon because knockouts are what drive people to the game, right? It's it's a gruesome sport. We understand that as as people that view the sport, but that's ultimately what excites the fans. We like to see that big punch that that gets the internet buzzing. So Izzy, that's not Izzy's style as of late since his loss, three fights in a row that he's gone the distance, but. Ultimately, you can't you can't knock the hustle. If you're getting a W, if you're the champion, you can do whatever you want. Ultimately, yeah. But why why criticize it when it's working? And definitely, being the champion makes you a bit more conservative than For usual sure. because he's trying to defend the title. He's not trying to get the title. It's not like every champion prior has has not used that same approach. I've seen John Jones go and coast to the finish line because. Oh, he was he was a little caught off guard with what this guy was doing, but he understand that he's more smart than his opponent. So he just plays the game. He plays the the match out. It's normal. So other news that happened in the UFC is that Cowboy Cerrone retired on Saturday. And 39 years old, retired, began his MMA career in 2005. And he fought both in the lightweight and welterweight division. 54 total fights, 36 victories, 10 of which happened TKO. How do you think Cowboy Cerrone is going to be remembered, Michael? I think he will be enshrined in the UFC Hall of Fame at some point because, look, he is the second all-time wins leader in UFC history. And actually, the all-time winningest fighter in UFC history is the guy who just beat him, Jim Miller. And just a quick aside, guys, I actually feel bad for Jim Miller because here he was celebrating this amazing accomplishment that he had just achieved against a future Hall of Famer in Cowboy Cerrone. And people kind of forgot about it because Cowboy Cerrone is such a legend that he put his gloves and his hand wraps in the octagon because he was retiring. So ultimately, you know, Cowboy Cerrone had some tough losses at the end of his career, but the longevity that that man had in his career fighting for a world title in 2015 all the wins he had compiled to that point, 23 UFC wins, the man's a legend. Yeah, no doubt about it. Now, I want to thank you, Mike, for being on the show and talking UFC with us. Definitely going to have you on again. But for this time, thank you for your time, man. We really appreciate it. Thanks, thank you, Mike. Michael. I pre- thank you. Appreciate you guys. Awesome. That was Michael Daly talking about UFC 276. And on to the next topic. This is a show where we just talked about UFC. Now we're about to talk about MLB. Mets, Yankees, the trade deadline Sir. is upon us. Uh, it's coming soon. Coming what do you soon. What do you guys think? Like, it's what July should the 31st. Mets? What should the Mets do? What should the Yankees do? 
to improve their ball club. All right, so uh, I'm going to talk about the Yankees. I'll dabble in the Mets, given the fact that we actually have different positions, which I was actually shocked about. So right now, uh, what the Yankees need is corner outfielders. Uh, Aaron Hicks had a, had a very nice June, given the fact that his May, his April was atrocious. Uh, so anything would have been better than that. But he had a great June. Uh, but I look at right field, and I see Joey Gallo, and I see Giancarlo Stanton's inconsistency in being able to play the outfield. And ultimately, we need we need a right fielder, uh, either a right fielder or a left fielder. I don't know if Aaron Hicks he's probably capable of playing right field, given yeah. the fact that he's a center fielder. He's naturally able to to play the outfield, given that fact. Uh, so I believe that we should either go out and get a guy like Ian Happ, who has been stellar up until this point for the Chicago Cubs, and Chicago Cubs aren't a great ball club. But Ian Happ's batting two eighty three, eight home runs, seventy eight hits total, thirty eight RBI, forty one walks. Ninth, ninth in, in total walks in the National League, a 382 on base percentage and 460 slugging. And if we aren't able to get Ian Happ, I'm more than fine with Andrew Benintendi too. Reason why I'm fine with Benintendi, even though he was a Red Sox, and ultimately that doesn't matter in today's MLB exactly. Jacoby Ellsbury, who was an L, uh, but Andrew Benintendi has been great. Contact hitter, at least. 313 batting average, three homers, 92 hits, 32 RBI, 381 on-base percentage is what I'm seeing most importantly outside of that 313 average. You put him at that bottom of the lineup, and he can turn the lineup over to DJ LeMahieu, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Anthony Rizzo, Glaber Torres, who has been excellent coming back this season given how mediocre he was last Andrew Benintendi at the bottom of that lineup, giving us a solid glove as well in the outfield, being able to turn the lineup over back to to the guys at the top of the order would be tremendous for us. I feel like Gallo being a sub-200 average hitter, I understand the shift has killed him without a doubt. I think next season, if Joey Gallo is no longer a Yankee uh, and the shift's banned, I think that we're going to start to see Joey Gallo's swing start to open up and him start to have a, a higher batting average. But right now, it's not what the Yankees need. Right now, we are the best team statistically, record-wise, in the MLB still. And that's with Joey Gallo batting under 200, like I mentioned. If we go and we can get one of these two guys, specifically Andrew Benintendi, who has been a great contact hitter, uh, and lefty too, who, who knows if just accidentally he could poke one out given the fact that that short porch out and right could be beneficial to him. I think Benintendi would be a nice pickup for us. Now for the Mets, uh, I see the rotation and automatically I have concerns and I feel like they're justified. Yes, you guys, when healthy, have the best one-two punch in baseball. Max Scherzer, Jacob deGrom, in my opinion, when they're on the field, that's number one and number two best pitchers in major leagues. Uh, but given the fact that we haven't seen DeGrom up until this point, and Max Scherzer has gone down with injury, even though he did make his return, uh, was it yes, last sir. night? Yeah, and he, he pitched great five innings, I think, what, 11? Six, six, 11 strikeouts. That is crazy. Uh, Max, is, Max is that guy when he's on the field for sure, and I'm sure you weren't expecting him to get injured this season, but you need that safety blanket when you guys when you have like guys like Carlos Carrasco, Taiwan Walker, who's been very good, yep. something that cannot be overlooked. Taiwan has been very good. Taiwan bounce. was also great the first half of last season, it's, fell off the second Very true, half. very true, which is why I have my concerns come down the stretch of the season, given the fact that he's been one of your more consistent guys. And and, and Bassett, who's down with injury, McGill, who's down with injuries. Well, Bassett's going to be fine. He was just on the COVID IL. So, that's facts. I apologize. You're 100% right. But McGill, who was great for you guys, for him to come, for him to to be down and you not know his status, where right now it's looking like mid-August is going to be his return. IL is... Yeah, it's not, never bad. ideal. Never ideal. I feel like you guys could use a starting pitcher. Um, if you have DeGrom, if you have Scherzer, you just need that one extra guy. I just don't know if I'm confident with that one extra guy, given the fact that we saw Taiwan struggle last 
last year in the second half of the season. I feel like you just need that one one guy to be that safety blanket. Uh, I, I have guys like Luis Castillo, right-handed pitcher from the from the Cincinnati Reds, 29 years old. And, and these guys that I'm going to list you all have terrible records because they're on bad teams. So Luis Castillo, uh, two and four, uh, three, 3.3 uh, 3 ERA in eight starts. If you guys don't know, the lower the ERA, the better. That means you're not giving up runs. 3.33 is very is very good. Uh, 46 inning pitch, again, like I mentioned, eight starts and a 1.09 whip, which means walks and hits per inning. You're giving up 1.14. That is tremendous. Which means basically one person on base. Exactly. And... and you, if you can get one of these three guys, I feel like it's it's very safe. But Luis Castillo is the best option available right now, given the fact that you would have him signed to the end of 2023. He still has that fastball that still touches high 90s. Luis Castillo would be the pickup for me. You still have guys like Frankie Montas, right-handed pitcher from the Oakland A's. Again, 29 years old, 3-7 and seven record, which is not ideal, but the Oakland A's are bad. 3.53 ERA, which is more than solid in 81 innings pitched, 1.14 uh, walks, per, walks and hits per inning. Another very firm pickup. He would probably be my number two option for you guys. And then if, if you guys aren't trying to spend too much and not give up too, too high of prospects, I don't think you're going to have to give up uh, Francisco Alvarez, no way, no how. Francisco he's Alvarez he's untouchable, correct. Uh, but but a guy like Kyle Freeland, left-handed pitcher from Colorado, y- you guys could use a left-handed starter. And he, 29 years old, three and five record, four point four six ERA, which is why I say you know you probably won't have to spend top dollar on this guy. But even still, seventy two innings pitch, one point one zero walks walks and hits per inning. Kyle Freeland, if you can get him for relatively cheap, given given the fact that you guys would need that safety net starting pitching, I feel like I would go for it if I'm you guys. The Mets, while they're 20 games over 500, first in the NL East, and they've been really phenomenal all season. We've Flex we've that. we've hit a bit of a, a rough patch this and last week. And the Braves week or so. are coming. Yep, they're two and a half games back. They're right on our heels. When we were up, I don't know, seven, eight games. Yeah. I mean, they went on a ridiculous stretch there. It was a matter of time. And I think it's the the shortest lead that you guys have had in the division since April 30th. Probably, yeah. I mean, the Braves are off to a rough start. Then they won a ridiculous amount of games in a row. I don't remember what it was, but we knew the Braves were eventually going to come around, just coming off World Series. And Acuna Acuna's also back. coming back. Exactly. out of his mind as well but this team is far from perfect right I think when you look at the Mets I don't look at their starting pitching as a huge need I think we saw Scherzer back last night he looked dominant when Scherzer's he on was, he's on he was That's insane it. DeGrom just made his first rehab assignment he was hitting 100 miles an hour talk to him talk to five him about strikeouts and six batters he was looking fantastic it's single a ball I'm expecting this from him so I'm not writing in DeGrom as he's going to be 100% healthy and going to be good for the rest of the season. I pray to God that's what happens because if we have him and Scherzer, then this team can actually make it to the Definitely. World Series. But I think we have some other holes, right? I think in terms of starting pitching, behind DeGrom and Scherzer, you have Chris Bassett, you have Tywan Walker, and you have David Peterson who's pitched really... I've shit on David Peterson for years, I feel like. He's been He's solid. been really well. His ERA's been hovered around three all year. Um, and he's a lefty who's... I think he's our only lefty that I can he really is. think of mm-hmm. off the top of my head. Come playoff time, he'll probably move to the bullpen. You usually only go four, probably four starters in the World Series, sometimes only three starters. Exactly. Um, so having DeGrom and Scherzer and then whoever's hot at the time, whether it's Taiwan, Bassett, or even Peterson possibly if we need a lefty starter, I think the rotation is fine. First off, though, the Mets aren't trading any of their top prospects. Absolutely They've come not. out and said Alvarez is off. He's actually been ranked the number two prospect in all of MLB. Um, just updated that today. But even guys like Brett Beatty, Ron Marquisio, uh, Ventos, I believe, is, is another guy. Vientos, who just hit another home run in AAA. Um, they're all off limits, right? They're all top 10 guys in our farm system. So they're not, I'm not expecting the Mets to go make a cesspitous like move like in 2015 where we went out and we really got a guy to make a Heavy huge hitter. impact mm-hmm. on this team. I think what we need right now is depth, especially in the bullpen. 
I think Edwin Diaz has been phenomenal. He just won NL Reliever of the Year. He's been one of the best closers the in the game mm-hmm. of, of the month. Yeah, um, Drew Smith has been fantastic in spots for us. Seth Lugo has been a bit up and down. Same thing with Adam Adovino. I just don't know if I trust Drew Smith in the playoffs, the seventh, eighth inning, to get three outs. He's been great all season, but I need at least one more person, ideally a lefty, since really only David Peterson is the only person we have available, I'd like to get at least one more lefty so we have those lefty-lefty matchups. And baseball, if you're a lefty hitter, it's a lot harder normally to hit a lefty pitcher compared to a righty pitcher, even though there is some guys who have, um, you know, don't follow that rule exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but a few guys I had out here, um, one was Joe Mantiply. He's a lefty leader from the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are terrible. They're 15 games out of first. He's having a career year, ERA at 1.13, which is extremely elite. Jeez. 33 strikeouts and 32 innings pitched. Um, I believe he's like 29 years old. He has another year of team control as well. So I don't think that's someone who would be very expensive to get. A couple other guys are Andrew Chafin on the Tigers. They're 12 mm-hmm. games out of first place. Another guy with the sub two ERA. Um, those are really the two. Ideally, they're both lefties as well that I would like to go out and see get um you know see be acquired by the Mets. And then in terms of batting, I do think we could upgrade at DH. JD Davis has been the man who has been primarily holding been down that solid. role. He's been okay. He's batting mm-hmm. around 240. Um, but overall, I think we could use an upgrade. Oh I think J.D. Davis is a fine player. I'd rather him be a bench bat. The guy I want the most is Josh Bell. I think Josh Bell, it'd be a in bit... Division, that'd in be division, tough. In division is tough, but here's the thing. They're 22 games out of first place. He's a free agent next year. Mm-hmm. So the Nats have to get something for him, right? And if the Mets do come with the best package, then they're probably going to end up accepting the Mets, even though it is in division. Who knows if the Mets even then end up Then y'all are going to actually have to give a prospect because Josh Bell isn't a slouch. He's not, but I do like think... He's really... He's he's mad good. He is, but it's not... He doesn't have team control. So he's going to be That's a free true. agent next year. It's That's not true. like the Nats are... They're probably not going to resign him. I mean, they're, they're terrible, right? Yeah. So odds are they're not going to resign. There's obviously reports of Juan Soto, who's arguably one of the best players in baseball. He's 23 years old, about him leaving too. So the Nats are in a really bad spot right now. I think it is a bit of a stretch just because it is in division. But if we're able to get Josh Bell, who's having a career year, batting over 300 for the yeah. first time, putting up ridiculous OPS yeah. slugging numbers. 315, 12 home runs, 38 walks, which is among the league leader, at least the National League yeah. in walks, 47 RBI, 93 hits. Dude's been crazy. He's been unreal. He'd bring power and contact and being able to get walks in on base to our lineup. Um, I think that's really like that would really bring our lineup in together. Definitely. And we have, you know, really one through nine, really probably one through eight outside of our catcher unless Alvarez comes up and ends up playing some time for us. Because That McCann, would be electric. Yeah, McCann has been great. I, he has to be really amazing these last these next couple months for him to get that September call up, which I don't I don't see as impossible. But given the fact he just got promoted to to triple a i think that it would be he really he really has to play very well for him to get that september call which i don't think is impossible given the fact he's the number two prospect in baseball yeah he has to play really well in triple a but what he showed us in double a is he could do Bro. that and then some right he's he been unbelievable crazy. for us what was it in 162 games he hit 41 home runs over yeah. like 130 rbi yeah bro he is crazy he's mad good. he's one of those guys that yes he's a catcher and and you could use a catcher especially mccannon i'm blanking on you your know other. if francisco alvarez can be a catcher and still put up the hitting production that he has shown in the minor leagues you'll take it but it's getting to that point where he's such an elite bat that Just do you even want to risk yeah. him putting uh being put at catcher and putting him in a position where he can get injured yeah of course and catcher's lifespans are just so much shorter than the rest of the it's positions. like it's not in rolling position let's play. look at some savages buster posey played for the giants retired this past season is going to be a first ballot hall of famer 
We saw it still take a toll on him. Yeah. Joe Maurer was an MVP for the Minnesota Twins. We saw that being a catcher took a toll on him and had to end up playing first base for the last couple of years. I feel of his like career. Pudge was like he played forever. Like he, he's know, like Pudge, the really the rarity, only one rarity. that Pudge, Jorge Posada, they're last of yeah. a, a dying breed. And you still have you gotta put respect on Yadier Molina, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. But Salvador Perez is another one that we've seen that has the the power with the stick, but now we're st- come on, bro. Come sorry, on, can sorry, we sorry. please show some respect? Sorry. Uh, but even still, we, <laughs> so, so we're uh, we're seeing that now he's starting to get a little bit banged yeah. up, and we're seeing a dip in his numbers too. It's just inevitable when you play the catcher. Yeah, the Mets, like we said, they're not giving up a ton of prospects, so I'm not expecting anyone crazy. But if we could get a lefty reliever and one more bat that could be DH, give Pete some, or even play first base, give Pete some time off. Dom Smith has come up from the minors, and he's played pretty well he over has. the last week or so. He's he's had a few hits here and there. Um, I don't know if he's consistent enough. It's really hard in baseball, especially when you don't get consistent at bats, to really like prove yourself, right? If someone goes down to injury or the Mets need to bring somebody up, if you only have three or four at bats, even if you have a hit or two, you're probably likely to get sent down to the minors just because it really is hard to get that consistency. Um, I forgot why he got set down in the first place. I think it's when we DFA'd Cano. Um, we had to make space for somebody, mm. but then he went down to AAA. I don't know exactly you see how Cano is went. eating in the minors right now. Is he really? Yeah, he's been like three something. Well, what minor league team is he on? I couldn't tell you. Yeah. He yeah. signed with the... I forgot who he ended up signing with. It might have been... Bro, he's actually he's putting bad, up though. insane numbers. He was, yeah, it's well, like, you're you're a major league player. You go to the minors, you're going to eat. After That's he just... left with the Mets, whatever team signed him, he wasn't playing well for. I forgot who it was, um, but it's not surprising. And you mentioned play. it really fast about, you know, it takes time to to come back and, and really be a, a consistent ball player when you're not getting those at-bats. First thing that comes to mind is Miguel and Duhar. The fact that the Yankees have put him in a position where he's been in, in back and forth from AAA to, to the major leagues when – when he's on our roster, he's a consistent hitter for us. Every it seems as every single time he's back into the big leagues, he's making something happen with the bat in his hands. But I can't. So a room a report actually came out that he was reporting uh, that he had requested for a trade. I can't blame him. I can't blame him at all, given the fact that when he's in the majors, yes, he is a solid ball player. Most important thing in baseball is that you can hit the ball. If you can hit the ball, there should be a position for you regardless. And he is one of those guys, even in a, a stacked Yankee uh, roster, a stacked Yankee lineup, that he comes in and he gets consistent hits for us. I, I cannot blame Miguel and Duhar at all for wanting out of the Yankees. And I just need to shout out the Mets, Chat, and Pigs for uh, putting this list together. We, we were going back and forth yesterday, like, oh, who do you think you get picked up? Uh, haha, that's right? nice. So, a little teamwork like, oh, sure, makes the dream work. Make sure I shout y'all out. Okay. Yo, shout out to the Mets fans. You know, shout, you guys have, the Mets you guys have uh, had an exciting season. You know, you guys have been put through a couple of difficult years, but brighter days are ahead. Yo. Brighter shout days out, are shout ahead. Shout out Uncle Steve, man. On to the next topic. Well, you ain't got nothing to say. No, no two cents. No, nothing. No, ma- you're no. A mess listen, fan, I think bro. you guys, well, you know, got the words out of the mouth, out of my mouth. I think Francisco Alvarez is a great prospect. Okay, he said he's second best prospect nice. in, MLB, in yeah. baseball. Yeah, like that is amazing. I think the Mets can make a lot of great moves at trade deadline mm-hmm. to, you know, hopefully make this World Series run. Man, I'm Mets looking Mets forward Nation? to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. For so, final final decision, Mets fan. Um, I'm I'm just gonna be a floating base. You know what, bro? Though. I feel like from here on out, and yes, we're doing this on the fly. From here on out, if you feel like you have any questions during our conversation, you should just ask because I feel like that would be beneficial yes. for our viewers because they probably have the same questions. They're like, hmm, what is this guy really talking about? You could be like, yo, what do you mean by this? No, the only question I had was why are uh, catchers? Why don't they have a long lifespan? So essentially, they're the guy that are involved in every single every single play of the game. 
because they're constantly going back and forth in the squat position that they're just taxing their knees. It's gotten to the point where catchers are now catching on their actual knees, putting their knees to the floor, so that way they're not in that squat position putting as much pressure they just, on the kneecap. Why don't they just sit in a chair? Um, because that is very lame. It's, Come on, bro. It's, it's, it's sports. Sport, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's physical activity. <laughs> it's like, yes, the, these, catchers, the these catchers are probably the best athlete on the field. Some of the best athletes. Let me not say the best athlete, but some of the best athletes on the field. For, for them to, to be put through that constant wear and tear on their knees, it takes a toll. Yeah. On to the next topic. I'm excited to talk about this. Football. Here we go. Baker Mayfield was traded to the Carolina Panthers. Is that what we're talking about right now? Yes. Okay. They acquired the former number one overall pick for a 2024 conditional fifth round pick. The Browns will pay Baker $10.5 million of his salary, Panthers $5 million, and Mayfield agreed to trim $3.5 million of his salary. Now, in April, Robbie Anderson responded to an Instagram post of the Panthers potentially getting Baker with no when he learned Baker might be his quarterback. Now Baker is his ago, quarterback. Though, right? That was a few months ago. Yeah, April. Well, this fixed the Panthers' quarterback problem. Now, you know, Joel on Twitter, you thought this was a good move. Drew, you couldn't believe people were defending Baker Mayfield, so I don't know who I should start with. The guy who thinks it's a good move or the guy who is shitting on Baker Mayfield? You know, you, we could start with me. Um, And I'll tell you what, I, I do believe it's a good move. You know, I, I definitely was uh, being rude to Baker on Twitter just to – just to get some feelers out and see how people were feeling. But I genuinely was shocked at the closeted Baker truthers and how many there really are. Uh, Constantly, all season, last year, excuse me, all we saw was people constantly shitting on Baker Mayfield and how bad he was. Suddenly now, he's traded to Carolina, and and people are are newfound Baker Mayfield stands. Um... I understand it. You know, now this is the best quarterback situation that the Panthers have had since obviously Cam Newton was Superman and he was one of the best players in the National Football League. But Cam's days are done. Now you have Sam Darnold come in and he's arguably, in my opinion, the worst quarterback in the NFL. So anything's better. You know, you and I could have went in there and and maybe we would have been better. Obviously, I'm being rude and I'm using hyperbole, uh, but... Truthfully, yes, anything would have been better. So, yes, I like this move, especially for a fifth-round pick. You do that in a heartbeat. If I was Seattle, I would have done that, if I'm being completely honest. I would have liked it a little bit more because DK and Tyler Lockett, that's exciting. Uh, but DJ Moore is no slouch by any means. Still a top-15 receiver at the at the absolute least uh, at the wide receiver position. And I just don't know how much this really moves Carolina up for me at all. Maybe I had them at four wins, three wins prior to – for. Prior to them acquiring Baker Mayfield, I added an extra two, three wins. We're going to talk about the Panthers later. Baker Mayfield is not bad. No, I definitely was being very rude on to him on Twitter. But my tweet specifically at Andrew Five A's, um, my tweet was specifically was to DJ Moore because when is DJ Moore going to get a constant, a consistent, reliable quarterback option? He's a new Allen Robinson. And that is so beautifully said. And, and why I feel like I need to say that is because Baker Mayfield had Odell Beckham Jr. Prime. In the prime of his career, and they couldn't make it work. Now, DJ Moore, where he is a, a, a prime talent in this league for sure, you can't sit here and tell me he's anywhere near what Odell was when, when he was with Baker at The first. only difference is, well, there's a, a lot of differences, but the biggest difference, I think, is DJ Moore 
at least from the outside looking in, like Odell has this big personality and persona that comes with him coming from New York to Cleveland, being known as one of the top receivers in the league. Everyone expecting him and Baker to hit it off right away. While DJ Moore, while everyone thinks he's a really good receiver, he doesn't get that type of attention to be the superstar type top five receiver. So I don't think there's as much pressure on Baker to get him the looks and targets like he did with Odell. But let me ask you this. Um, maybe it wasn't as big as Odell because Odell is was global at yeah. that point. He made one of the best plays in NFL history with the catch uh, over Brandon Carr. But let me ask you this. Don't you feel it was similar for Josh Allen when he acquired Stefan Diggs? Not to that magnitude, but... You get Stephon Diggs. Josh Allen was a top seven pick overall. It's not the same as being number one. There's definitely some extra pressure there, no doubt. But Josh Allen was definitely getting some scrutiny, especially after losing to that Houston Texans team after being up 16-0. You get Stephon Diggs. There's expectation now. Josh Allen took that opportunity and absolutely ran with it and hasn't looked back since. I feel like I don't want to give Baker as much leeway to that, where, yes, I understand Odell is a superstar, a megastar outside the sport itself. Like, even now where he hasn't been as relevant football-wise, even though last year, of course, he was a part of a Super Bowl-winning team, but statistically over these last few years, he hasn't been as relevant. You still have to respect Odell in the game and outside of the game and what he means to just the mainstream and and social media as a whole. He had a huge impact on kids, too. So my whole point being is, I don't want to give Baker this pass just because of that, especially when I've seen an example already where there is pressure already put on a guy like Josh Allen. He completely took the opportunity and ran with it. Well, Odell's not Stephon Diggs. And at that point in time, Odell did get traded. He didn't get along with his quarterback. He called out his quarterback, Eli Manning, that same season that led to ultimately him getting traded. And... When he got to Cleveland his first year, despite Freddie Kitchens being a head coach, had 1,000 yards, four touchdowns with Baker Mayfield in 16 games. The very next year, he gets hurt in Cleveland, and then Baker has a breakout year. He leads him to the playoffs, and now this past season, things didn't go so well, but Baker was hurt. He hurt his shoulder. It just didn't work out. Now, I don't think that's an indictment on Odell. I don't think that's an indictment on Baker Mayfield. I think there was something there that they just didn't get along. So the 10-minute clip of Odell being completely missed, you're saying that's more... You're not. You're saying it's not an indictment on Odell, but it's not an indictment on Baker, even though there's a lot of footage to put a lot of blame on Baker. No, I think there... I think there was a problem there with Baker and Odell. I think that they didn't get along, and that's why when he saw him open, he didn't want to throw him the ball. So I that makes think, no sense, though. So I think there was something deeper going on there. I'm not going to speculate on it. As a person, as a human being, would you do that? I don't know. It depends on who, how, what my relationship with you is. So you hate me. Let's say you absolutely can't stand me. I wouldn't throw you the we ball. We have the same end goal. Nah. But then if that's the case, I don't want Baker on my team. He doesn't want to win. That's exactly what I'm saying. The same thing happened with Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens. And Terrell Terrell Owens, they still had success. They had success, but... Because there's something you have to put aside. No, that relationship deteriorated. And towards the end of that tenure, McNabb was not throwing him the ball. And that's why that relationship ultimately deteriorated. So I think there was something deeper going on in Cleveland. But Stephon Diggs, I think he's shown consistently, one, he hasn't had the injuries Odell has had. Odell has two torn ACLs now, had an ankle injury. I'm talking about when they first got there. When it first happened, I don't think people viewed that in the same light as 
Diggs to Buffalo or Hopkins oh, to Arizona? Disagree. I hard as Odell was a top five receiver. Hardly. I don't think Odell so. Odell was out. top five. I remember how much. I remember. Come I remember on. vividly. I remember where the I was, was when, he, when he got traded. The hype was crazy. Baker had just come the up. Hype, the hype for the, the Browns was crazy. He, as just a had, a, he had a record-breaking rookie season. You now acquire a top-five receiver at the Everyone time. Everyone was expecting Odell to do better than he did Because in New Eli York. was, quote-unquote, yes. washed. Yes. No, but there was baggage that came with Odell, with this persona, that you questioned. Can I tell you, that? and really quick, just a, a sidetrack, the whole persona thing really aggravates me. Because when you are winning... Right, and you have this crazy ass intensity to you where you're freaking out when things aren't going your way, but you're winning. Right, it's never an issue. It's only an issue when you're losing. Yeah. You realize that, of course. Right, because obviously winning solves everything. Tom so, Brady's what do you have to say about Odell in the playoffs not doing anything and getting shut down? Don't disagree. I don't disagree. It's fine. Okay. That's fine because he he Stephon knew Diggs. It. He put Minnesota Miracle. He had a he had a big top one of the greatest players in NFL history. Listen, I'm, no one here is trying to minimize Stephon. I'm just Diggs. saying that move to me is not similar. That argument right that there. That move was, to on. me is not similar. That was that, was that move to totally me is not similar. Not correlated. Odell came with more baggage than DeAndre Hopkins did when he went to Arizona. Than um, Stephon Diggs did when he went to Buffalo. There was there was yes there was hype for it, but there was. At the time, at least when I remember it's it, the media it was 50-50 at the time. There were 50% of people thinking the Browns are going to skyrocket and they're going to be great. And there was other people saying, nope, they're getting overhyped. I feel like that, that was, I when the move happened, when the, move happened the Browns in 2019, I felt like there was definitely 50-50 split on whether or not the Browns are going to work out. Because at that time, they did have a rookie head coach of Freddie Kitchens. They did have a bunch of personalities that didn't mix well together that people questioned the move. Nobody thought it was a surefire Super Bowl guaranteed your I think move. most people agreed with the move. Trade a first-round pick to get a top-five receiver in the league, one of the most explosive receivers they we've seen. They also traded Kevin Zeitler and Jabril Peppers. Yeah, they gave up a ton, but... It- during the moment, Odell was viewed as a top five receiver. He was still super I'm not talking young, about no how injuries. he was viewed. We're talking about the Browns as a team. There was a split on how people thought they were going to be that season. Some people thought they were going to be really good. Over the Some last people didn't years, think they were going to be good. All people have done is hype up the Cleveland Browns. I yeah, that's what it's been. Well, they've but had a 20- talented roster. Of, my Got point it. exactly. Yeah. Going now, into let's every just, season, Let's get off this topic. The, let's okay. talk about Baker to the Panthers because <laughs> we're on this for a, for a while now. Is this a good move for Carolina? Yes, in the moment. Does it fix their quarterback problem long term? It probably doesn't because who knows who's going to be on the coaching staff. I think the Carolina Panthers are one of the more unstable situations in football. Since becoming the head coach of the Panthers, Matt Rule signed Teddy Bridgewater to be his franchise quarterback, traded him a year later. He trades for Sam Darnold. He then picks up Darnold's fifth-year option. He signs Matt Barkley. He signs Cam Newton. He benches Cam Newton. He cuts Barkley. He benches Sam Donald. He now he now brings in PJ Walker to start. He now trades up in the draft to draft Matt Corral, which he traded more to draft Matt Corral than he did to acquire Baker Mayfield. And now you acquire Baker Mayfield. The Panthers have no plan. And in the last three years, they've had first round picks, and they have not used one of these picks on a quarterback prospect. They could have drafted Justin Fields. They could have drafted Mac Jones. They didn't draft any of those guys. In this current draft, they could have drafted a quarterback higher, although this draft we know is a weak quarterback draft. But the point is is that in the past three years, they drafted Derrick Brown, a defensive tackle with a top 10 pick, J.C. Horn, 
And then you now, and this pass draft, I'm not going to mention it too much because it was warranted not getting a quarterback here. But you missed out on quarterback prospects because for what? For what? For drafting a tackle and a cornerback when you have a clear need at a quarterback. But the difference with this move is that Baker's not Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold was a scrub. He was garbage when he went to Carolina. People thought he was going to have this Ryan Tannehill-like revival to his career. I never bought into it. Sam Darnold was bad in New York for three years. I saw him get progressively worse. Whether or not you wanted to blame it on Adam Gase or not, I saw Ryan Tannehill succeed with Adam Gase and put at least good numbers. You could tell Sam Darnold was just not good. Cam Newton, did I have hope for him? Yes. But it's Cam. I don't blame you. Ultimately, he's washed. Cam Newton's washed. It breaks it's my as heart. simple as that. It breaks my he's heart not a good quarterback. And PJ Walker, XFL MVP, should have stayed in the minors because he's not built for the majors. When he when he got his chance to start, he wasn't very good. Baker's actually a good quarterback. Baker actually last year, after the 2020 season. People were talking about Baker as he might be borderline top 10 quarterback in the NFL. He had that good of a season last season Ooh. in 2020. Who? In 2020. Who? Who? Baker Mayfield. No clue. Baker. Let me finish. Let me finish. Who are these guys? Tell me. Tell me who you could debate that Baker Mayfield was better than to put himself in the top 10 going into last year. Please. I'm not debating it. Oh I'm saying my God. there was arguments about no, it. No, I really don't think there no. were. Yeah, there were. I, I'm d- I just so. read a Stephen Ruiz. You know who Stephen Ruiz is? Yeah. From The Ringer. Yes. You respect I've, his writing, right? Uh-huh. That was a sentence in his article. A sentence? Yes. And what, from last year? No, right now. I, he just dropped the Baker article. He talked about how after 2020, people were debating did putting have, him top 10. Did he 10. have a link to the people? Or um, did he just also he say, didn't. just like you did, he was top 10 going Well, I trust year. his word. Do you not trust Stephen Ruiz? He's one of the best no, football writers saying, in, right now in the uh, game. Of course he is, in all respect okay. to Stephen Ruiz. But just because you say people are saying he's okay, the top you are 10, getting that's fixated. Very, you're getting fixated on wrong? this point. Is that wrong? You're getting fixated on this point. Anyhow. When the point of it is, is that Baker, when healthy, has thrown 53 touchdowns to 22 picks, 63% completion percentage, 94.8 passer rating, and a 17-12 and 12 record. Now, you go by his PFF grades throughout his career. His rookie season, he ranked ninth in terms of PFF grading. 2019, he was 10th. 2020, he was 13th. 2021, he was 30th. Looking at the trend of his grades, he used to work for PFF. You know, they're pretty reliable, I guess. Sometimes. Going from 9th, 10th, 13th to going to 30th means that something happened this year that threw off his game. Well, what can that be? Oh, Maybe it was that he got injured. He, he tore his labrum. He had a knee injury. He gave his all to a franchise that threw him away like nothing and threw him threw his name in the dirt on the way out by saying they needed a, an adult at quarterback and then traded right. for somebody who had a ton of lawsuits against him who now might not play the season. And they gave him $230 million guaranteed. And they're even talking about an indefinite suspension. That's a Cleveland Browns for you. That same dysfunctional Browns organization is what the Browns have always been until Baker got there. Because you know what? Baker Mayfield led this team to their first playoff appearance in 18 years, their first playoff win in 26 years. 
Now, when he's hurt, he's, according to PFF, the one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. When he's healthy, according to PFF, he is a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. Now you have him in Carolina with an improved offensive line, Bradley Bozeman, Iki Aquanu. You have Taylor Martin still there. Your offense, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson's going to learn to suck it up and play with Baker, and he's going to do just fine. Christian McCaffrey, Rashard Higgins has that connection with Baker. He's there now. He probably gets more more snaps over Terrace Marshall, but even if you believe in Terrace Rashard Marshall. Rashard Higgins and him had a connection. They did, no, they they did. Had a even, connection. even if you believe in Terrace Marshall, Baker has some weapons. Here. Now, for me, Baker Mayfield, his downfall this past season had to do with injury, and there's no doubt about it. Because before week six where he completely tore his labrum, he had a 22-5 to five passing touchdown to interception ratio, had a 106 passer rating in the 16 games prior to fracturing his shoulder in week, week six of this past season. Now, Baker should have been put on IR, but because he's a warrior, because he's somebody who has a strong mentality, he played. He played <laughs> through an through you a kill me. he played through an injury, gave his all to a franchise that then spit him out like he did nothing for them. He put disagree. his career on the line. He put his money on the line by not sitting out. He he probably lost over a hundred million dollars by that decision by not just resting sure. the season. He possibly lost that much money all for a franchise that threw him away like nothing. Baker Mayfield will lead the Panthers to the playoffs before Deshaun Watson does with the Browns. I'm telling you, and they have a shot to make the playoffs this year. But even if you don't think so, next year, Tom Brady's retiring. The Saints still don't have a quarterback that you truly, really trust. The Falcons don't have a quarterback. Baker Mayfield is the second best quarterback in the NFC South. Next year, he could be the best. And the Browns with Deshaun Watson are going to be in a division with Joe Burrow, who Joe Burrow clears that Deshaun Watson guy. Lamar Jackson, MVP, he clears Deshaun Watson. And you have the Steelers who have a roster that's just a quarterback away, but they have stability. The Browns will become once again a laughing stock without Baker Mayfield because he's the one who restored life into that franchise. And when you take him out, you take away that life and their heartbeat is gone without Baker. That's what's going to happen. That was cute. That was cute. Um, It's a solid take, to be honest with you. The Deshaun Watson one is a... It's disguise. It's a hot take disguised as you know. what I'm saying Correct. like it's oh, a hot take, but no it's not doubt. really a hot take. No doubt. When he tweeted it, uh, at Joel V. Moran, give, it, it was give a great. A it's a great take uh, it's because a, it's a, it's, it really is. It's a it's a really good take. Uh, what's word? It's for? a really hot take masked behind the fact that as a the truth. It's, a, it's just, a good take masked by a hot take. It's you know not what I'm a take. It's the truth because and like, that's what it, that's it what sounds I do. crazy. But Deshaun Watson, he might he's probably not going to play all this season. Who knows what happens next season? The AFC is stacked. The AFC North is stacked, and the NFC is weak. And the NFC North next or next NFC South next season is going to be terrible. Here's the thing. I'll say this: um, Deshaun Watson comes back next season. Uh, they add one. One wide receiver option alongside Amari Cooper. Because I'm, I'm assuming it's over this um, year. Amari also has no guaranteed money left, so it's not a lock that he's on the team next year. For sure. Um, but I feel like that would be beneficial to them, especially who knows else. what's going to happen at quarterback. Who knows if Amari uh, Cooper is going to benefit that. Maybe he doesn't get the the 
his value isn't what he wants it on the outside market. Maybe he decides, you know, let let me give this a chance with with Deshaun Watson when he comes back next season. Uh, again, we're assuming uh, the people in the comments absolutely love to drill us for doing so. But you know what? We don't care. We're going to continue to assume that he's going to be done for the year. Um, my point being is, given next season, you add another wide receiver to this, they they can make the wild card. Yeah, they could. They can make the wild card. And this Panthers team, I understand. You know the the whole being confident in that this Panther roster has a long way to go. I mean, we're we're going to talk about the Panthers, Correct. give our prediction later on Correct. the show, and Correct. in in that segment, I'll show you the games they'll they'll win with Baker. Okay. Oh, for sure. All right. I think they're going nine and eight this year, though. How much you want to put on that? <laughs> why does everything have to turn into a bet? Because nine and eight's egregious. No, it's not. We'll talk about it later on the show. Why they're going to win nine games? I You're pretty struggled. confident. You seem pretty confident for a, a coaching staff that you don't know if he's going to be there. No, listen, and that, that's that's. I didn't really finish everything I wanted to really say, even though there's only one more thing. This isn't a home run move, like. A Stafford to the Rams, yeah. like a yeah. Matt Ryan to the Colts. Okay. That's it's not a home run like Guy that. I really didn't even mention Russell Wilson. Like Russell, whoa, whoa, thank you. That's well, not Matt even a home Stafford run like to the Rams that. Why is that a home run? Because that's the NFC, the AFC West is no, stacked. No, that's a, that's a home run. That's get a this guy. Of wait, wait, off don't you have the, the Broncos show. third in division? Yeah, that doesn't mean that Russell Wilson is not a home run. Do you have a third? A home run, a home run move to me means you're winning your division by far. Casuals. It upgrades their team tremendously. Yes. Without Russell Wilson, they're not even in the conversation okay. for playoffs. But if you think they're third, it's not a home run move. It's a home run move regardless. It's a home run move when if we win third the in division. When we win the division. You get Matt Ryan's a home run move because he won a division. He's no, going to win the AFC a South. The AFC South sucks. The AFC West oh. is the best division football So wait, has you're ever saying seen. Stafford Stafford is a home run hit, right? I don't disagree. My point being is, go look at that division. It's not stacked. Was that it division a lock? was stacked, but I, I thought the Rams would be yeah, first in that division. Uh, no doubt. Yeah. But was it a lock? No. It, it was close to a lock that they would be first. That division, honestly, looking back, Russell Wilson got hurt. The Cardinals fell off in the second half like they do every year, and the 49ers had Jimmy Garoppolo. Like It's not like that division is now nowhere clear to the AFC West is right now. Oh, yeah, but that's why the Russell Wilson to Denver is not a home run for me because it doesn't put them first in that division for me. But When Matthew Stafford got traded to the Rams— when, when Matthew Stafford got traded to the Rams, I was like, oh, they're legit contenders. Okay, now. They can uh, that, win but, but no, your logic's fucked up because if the, no, Colts, if the Colts acquired Russell Wilson compared to Matt Ryan, it's a completely different outlook. Yeah, so oh, yes, if the, if the Colts acquired Russell Wilson, that's a this, home this run move. A clown. Yeah, but just be, a clown. Because but they no, win the division. No, 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 no. No, that doesn't make sense. Just because you're in a bad division, you don't get the benefit of getting a home run move just because you're in a bad division. Russell Wilson is a home run move. He's a top seven, eight quarterback in the league. So... You have them third in the AFC West, though. Yeah, I think they'll make the okay. playoffs. Barely. If you have them third, third in the AFC, AFC West. West is crazy. I have the Chargers and Chiefs. So if so you're, if you, I think if you barely, like a game okay, the but if you barely have them getting in, let's say that barely turns into not getting in, is that home run? Is it's still, a, it's still a home run acquisition. Oh yeah. Oh, but <laughs> they're on, gonna man. make the playoffs. I'm not worried. about If it's the not Broncos. a home run acquisition, bro, you're out of your mind. Simple if you don't think Russell Wilson's a home run acquisition, I don't know what is. Matt Ryan to the Colts. They're not automatic division winners. How can I call it a home run move when they're not automatic division winners? Because we just acquired a top eight at worst think, quarterback. Do you think Tyreek Hill? He's the third best quarterback in your division. Says who? What do you mean says who? How do I know that? Do Herbert think, and Mahomes. How do, I know, how do I know that? Do you think Tyreek Hill's a home run move? By Miami? Yeah. No. What? It's not Tyreek a home run Hill? move. They might miss the playoffs. 
This ought to lock my ass in the playoffs, bro. Top five wide receiver in the NFL to pay them thirty million dollars. All right, you do it blindly. It's Tyreek Hill, but they 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 might not make the playoffs. All right, question. So if Tyreek Hill would have went to the Jets, not a home run move. Yeah, because we're making the playoffs. Because Zach Wilson is that guy. Move on to the next topic. But Miami, Miami's off. literally been a game away from the playoffs for the past two years. So if, it's not a, a home run move if, if they Tyre, make the playoffs? If, if they make the playoffs, yes. But so they were a game away. But they right just now, acquired I, don't, I, don't have make, top, I don't have to make the playoffs. They were a game away last year. They just acquired a top five wide receiver. They're not They're not playoff contenders? They are in the hunt. But if they don't make so the playoffs, ultimately. So why is that a home run move? Because you don't have so a quarterback that's good enough. So it's not a home run move until the season starts. No, That's until we, we see the conclusion of it. Okay, yes. So until the season okay. starts. Yeah, so okay. what we can't even have this argument. We, 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 we can't have this argument. No, no, we can because it's based on projection. On paper, Russell Wilson is a home run move. If you won't have to wait till January of 2023 to confirm or deny it, whatever. But on paper, it's a home run move. You're getting a top 7 8 quarterback who has I mean, carried bad you, rosters to the playoffs. It depends on how you view the move. Like, Drew views the Broncos as first in the division. Oh, for sure. So for him, it's a home run move because Absolutely. the Broncos are winning the division. For you, you have them third in the division. Still for me, it's within like two games, the division for me, stacks. For me, I'm skeptical on them. So well, you for had me, them, it's you not had them a as clear a top seven team in the in the entire NFL. Yeah, and the AFC West has two of my top seven teams. I feel and the they same are way. three of them actually: Chiefs, Chargers, and, and Broncos. I feel the Chiefs same way. Chiefs are getting overrated. I don't think so. They're getting yeah, over. You're over here trying to debate whether or not Russell Wilson is better than Herbert on, and Mahomes, and we know it's obvious he's the third on. West. He's the third best quarterback in that I division. I understand. I don't care. He's the Literally third best quarterback in that this division. Year, just went out that one. See ya. Russell Wilson's a home run move. If you don't think it's a home run move, I don't know what the fuck a home run move is. I don't We're know talking, what to tell you. All right, we'll we'll see when the season starts. But to me, it's not an automatic home run move. All right, nine and eight. Because what, what is a what is what is we just talked about baseball in this show? What is a home run? What is a home run? You get there's one multi- run. There's you multi- get one yeah. run from. A there's home multiple run. home runs in the one one in home MLB, one bro. home run is when you hit it and you see it go out the park, right? So that means you had success. But right, there's you had great you're success. You're losing ten you to zero and you get a home success. run is ten to one. That doesn't change anything. Here's the home run move. All right, here we go. So now you can't. It's you, not you, an go analogy. From, you go from Drew Locke, you go from Teddy Bridgewater to a top ten QB at the absolute minimum. Absolute minimum. Home run. Simple. Home run. That's it. A home run. Can you stop, please? I have to see. All right, let's go. I have to Next see. topic, please. Like for, for, example, my sanity. for example, the Jets, right now, projecting, we hit a home run in the draft with Sauce, Jermaine, and they are Garrett really, Wilson. You guys might not even more win. questionable than No, 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 Russell I know, but let, you, you're not letting me finish what I was going to say. If those rookies don't pan out, is that still a home run draft? No. Okay. So I'm not your worried about calling it a home run. So your definition on home run is depending on what type of season so you the Broncos call it a have. You're comparing rookies to a first ballot no. Super Bowl winning quarterback. I'm not, I'm not comparing Russell. I'm not talking about Russell Wilson, a player. I know who the player is. I'm talking about what the Broncos as a team will accomplish. If you don't think they're going to win a division, and if you don't, if you if they barely make the playoffs, that's not a home run move. I think they can. Get into the wild card, win two playoff games, and that's still a home run move for them. They and me, I've been vocal about it on the show that I'm I'm lower on the Broncos than most. You right. have them seventh in the NFL. Roster that's not wise. that low. Roster wise, yes, it's a power ranking based on rosters, based on rosters. <sighs> yeah, yeah, it's based like, on. I, rosters. I have them. So we have the, the division, seventh best roster not... in the NFL. Yes, but we're not. We're not. A, we're not like that. 
You're not first in the division, no. But we're a seventh best team in the NFL. And the Chargers, to me, are a top four. Okay, one. what does that have to do with anything? Where I'm talking that about I don't the Broncos. You, I don't have you guys as the division winner. I mean, you, that doesn't matter when we're talking about... Because you don't need to be the division winner to win the Super you Bowl. You don't. Or go don't. deep in the playoffs. At all. We just saw San Fran do it, did we not? With a well, far... Yeah, deep in the playoffs. Yeah, but when does Russell Wilson go deep in the playoffs in the last five years? When has he done He it? went to two back-to-back this is, this Super Bowls. Because he had the Legion of Boom. Those, okay, and he wasn't great in those runs either way. He had, well, the Legion of Boom was significantly better than how he played. I mean, no duh. We're talking about one of the best defenses yeah. of all time. Yeah, he got Broncos roster is a lot better than the Seattle roster and better coaching over the last five years. Better so running backs, better coaching. You don't got. even know how the coach is going to be. He's a rookie coach. No, well, we've seen we've seen the different offense corners that came through. Uh, what's the old Jets offense corner? I'm blanking on Ryan his name. Schottenheimer. Ryan Schottenheimer, who's in there, and he would eat the first half of the season. All of a sudden, they just want to give Chris Carson the ball 25 times a game. Russell Wilson goes from being an MVP to being inconsistent as hell over the second half of the year. Well, how much of that no, has to do with be, how much of that has to do with teams adjusting to Russell Wilson as well? No, that has to do with the like coaching. It's just I think, the coaching I think staff. that's very well been written now and everyone knows that it's been on the coaching staff it's that also they been let, on russ they let russ cook the first half it's of the not season just, and the second russ, half he you act like russ has down. no blame in this russ has blame he doesn't in he, he doesn't he doesn't that's just ridiculous to say that it, it, it's, it's not it, it, it is it's it not. is ridiculous to say that it's not to, to mimic og right there it is it's not because russell wilson if you watch the film there are stuff that he doesn't do all that well so like what and See especially the, of the field no, he does see the middle of the field better than Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray actually struggles in that department. But Russell Wilson, throughout, it's been well documented that in the second half of the season, he does not perform like the first half of the season. And that is a combination of defenses figuring the Seahawks out and also, and also Russell Wilson's increased offensive input. In that year that you're talking about, you're talking about 2020, right? The I'm 2020 I'm, season. Oh yeah, he was hurt last year. Well, you're talking about the 2020 season. I'm talking about literally like it seems like well, every you're year for the last well, five the years. The 2020 season, Russell Wilson started off as the MVP front runner, right? He had more of an offensive input as the year went on. He wanted more offensive input, and he got it. And then the offense got worse. So he got more of the input on the offense side of the ball. And then it got worse. They let Russ cook that year. They right. threw the ball that year. This is how easy it can be. All right. Since 2017, Russ, 34 touchdowns, 11 picks. 35 touchdowns, 7 picks. 31 touchdowns, 5 picks. 40 touchdowns, 13 picks. He missed how many games this past season? Four? Three? 25 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. Like, this isn't a regular person. Oh, he's an uh, elite quarterback. Far from. He's, he's an elite. elite quarterback. And he's coming into a system with a better offensive line. All right, forget about coaching, right? Let's just look at the roster. He hasn't had a good offensive line since they traded Max Unger in the Jimmy Graham trade. He finally gets a solid offensive line. You know what? If you don't want to say DK Metcalf and... and Broncos' t- offensive line is average. It's not like a great offensive line. It's it's it's, a, it's okay. Fine. It's okay. If that's what you believe... It's Russell Wilson who can still extend plays. He's not going to have to do it as often as he had to back in Seattle. Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler. This is a wide receiver court. Given the fact that now Russell Wilson's their quarterback. That has no player as good as DK Metcalf on that team. And, 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 or Tyler Lockett. Which I was saying, if you want to say that you'd rather those two players, that's your opinion. Wide receiver room in Seattle's better. Tight end room now in if Seattle's two, better. If two guys ultimately makes up a, a better wide receiver court than a well-rounded more complete wide receiver core, then that's your opinion. Well, most of the time you're gonna have two you're gonna have three wide receivers out there. 
maybe, but and we depending, can interchange and, these and guys depending the on fact and, how and, deep and if are. The, and if the Broncos are running the ball more, you're going to have two tight end sets out there. Not necessarily when you have two out there. Not necessarily So you're telling me if okay. Most we ran it time, a lot last year so because our quarterback mo- mo- was mid. Most of the time, you got you're going to have three wide receivers out there. There's right? a chance. Okay, most of the time you're going to have three wide receivers out there. That means Seattle's two over your three again is still it's going to better. be a constant switching because of how deep we are. KJ Hamler's not getting lost on the sidelines. Okay, the running backs are great. It it's pretty similar to Seattle though. Chris Carson, no, Rashad Penny, Javante no, 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 no. Williams no. is significantly better now. Chris Carson isn't playing football again, bro. Now, but when Chris Carson was with Russell Wilson, he was a top back in the and league. And why is that? Because Chris Carson was a good player. Is that is that just? Is, wait, is are it, you about to tell me Russell Wilson made Chris Carson scheming? Good? Our defense is scheming for Chris Carson. Well, when they know that Seattle mostly likes to run the ball, Pete Carroll likes to run the ball. Yes, they so are. So the scheming for Chris Carson, they're not scheming for Russell Wilson. So Russ, well, of course, the scheming for Russell Wilson. It doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. He opens are up you tell, the field are you, for them. He's are you also telling me Chris Carson's not good though? Fight. Like, no, what are you telling me? I'm saying Javante's better than him. We're getting very sidetracked. I but Rashad, Rashad Penny without Russell Wilson this year went off. He was solid. Um, okay. No, no, that's not true. Uh, Russell Wilson was back when Rashad Penny was eating. Okay, fair. But Rashad Penny was a first round pick. He was that went, took that, four that or five nothing, years. Four when, years, excuse when, me. It took four years because, because of injury. But when he plays, he is. It was good. literally this productive. season. This season, that was it. He was really good this year. Not taking away from him. We getting sidetracked. And that twenty twenty season, I just looked it up. The first nine weeks of the season compared to the last seven weeks of the season, his pass attempts dropped twenty percent. You could say whatever it was about input, but overall, his pass attempts went down for. What seemed to be no reason because he was the MVP the first half of the year. So you're telling me Russell, w- so Russell Wilson is without blame in all of this. I'm not saying he's without. I mean, if they're your starting be quarterback, one place, you get like, you get all the praise. You get you get oh, you get. It's not blame that you also. get all the blame. I didn't say you get all there, the blame. I get there, you said you get some there blame is a too. there is a significant difference between Russell Wilson's tenure in Seattle and Stafford's tenure in Detroit. When you look at Stafford in Detroit, you say no, Detroit, hmm, no. That was Russ a had success in Seattle. horrible situation. Russ in Seattle, you say and say, okay, things were great, and then they drifted apart. But let's not act like Seattle was this horrible situation for Russ. Let's not act like is. it. Of the, no one's saying that it was a horrible situation. These last couple years, play calling has been spotty. The offensive line's been terrible. And that's the really all that is to it. It's been very bad. One of the worst defenses the in defense 2020 The defense in terms also. of DVOA. Excuse the me. defense in terms of DVOA, Broncos and Seattle last year, similar. I'm saying over the span of the last four or five years. We're a better defensive unit, Seattle. dude. Like, you don't need to say the DVOA. Like, you can just use context clues, look at the rosters, and say Denver has a better defense. It's it's okay. Like, I think Denver, there's question marks, and I think you refusing to acknowledge the question marks. It's not true. My question marks are at the linebacker position. The, so you have no question marks about Bradley Chubb staying healthy, who has notoriously been injured his entire career. Right, I'm, I'm just worried about I'm not. I'm not I'm just ignorant minded. Edge. I understand. And Edge, the, was, one of the most important Randy Gregory, in he should be fine. Yeah. Randy Gregory. So it was Shel- a very Shelby good Harris, pickup. that loss is not big at all. You got DJ Jones. He's not Shelby Harris. I'm not. He's not the leader Shelby Harris is. But de- no, he's DJ not Jones the player do, Shelby Harris. DJ Jones is going to do a fine job. He's not the player Shelby. He's going to do a fine job. And when we talk about the safety duos, Jamal Adams, Quadre Diggs. That's comparable to what the Broncos have. Justin currently. Simmons is arguably the best safety in the league. Yeah, yeah but the, the duo of Jamal Adams and Quadre Diggs, that I said that's comparable to what the Broncos have. Let's not act like the, the Seattle was this shit show. Like Russell, where, that, Russell Wilson in the playoffs faced the Rams. Can you name me an edge rusher on Seattle? No, I can't. 
I can't. At least I can name you Randy Gregory, Bradley Chubb. Yes, I know. And I'm ta- in terms of edge rushers, yes, that's clear. That's clear. But there are they don't concerns. have Bobby no more. They're, yeah, but they also have um, the rookie, Jordan Brooks. Jordan Brooks is a very good linebacker. Listen, I'm not saying that our linebacking core is good. No way. Theirs is not that good either. Secondary-wise, it's a clearing. The reason why they let Bobby Wagner go is because Jordan Brooks was better than him last year. And also Bobby's lost a step. Yeah, that too. Yes. And he's Jordan Brooks is better than everybody on your roster at linebacker. I mean, we don't have linebackers, so that's easy to say. If linebackers your biggest weakness, you have a pretty good team. I agree. And they have they well they got um Uch, Uchenna Nwosu from the Chargers, Seattle. So that's the edge rusher that, that they have who's now playing in in a in a different scheme. How many sacks they have last year? And I wasn't saying that to to minimize your knowledge. I'm simply saying that to show the fact that their defense is not great. Their defense is I never said that Seattle's defense is great. But you're saying that comparatively comparatively to the Broncos. In terms of DVOA last year, who really it was cares similar. about that? DVOA Ooh. DVOA is advanced defensive analytics. I don't care. Broncos and were it's a better way to measure defensive points are. per game and they were the first team since the 90s to miss the playoffs. I think they'll be fine. Oh, oh yeah, and they ass. lost Now the, we got Russell they lost Wilson. defensive coordinator which is huge. And we lost the no, defensive head coach. Losing, losing, That's what yeah, losing Vic is going to hurt for sure, yeah. but I think getting Russell Wilson I think losing Vic losing Vic Fangio is going to hurt significantly. But again, you just don't forget the defensive principles you learned last season. I think if you're a top 15 defense still, if after they're just top three and you just acquire Russell Wilson, I think your team's going to figure like, it out. Let's say at the absolute worst, we're a top 15 defense. We're making the playoffs. Yes. And AFC is not a lock. Our offense is going to be great. Our schedule is not hard. We mentioned this already, though. Your, your offense is going to be great. It's not going to be better than the Bills. It's not going to be better than the Bengals. It's not going to be better than the Chiefs. I think that people are sleeping on the Chiefs. We could, be, we could have a better offense than the Chiefs. I, I don't think you guys have a better offense than the Raiders. Their offensive line's mid still, but they do have some explosive. The Chargers can, with Justin Herbert, yep. they can de- definitely have a better offense than you guys, too. I agree. So even with the Broncos and this Russell Wilson addition, so we're a top you're, four you're not a AFC. top five offense in the AFC. But they're going to be a top ten offense in the NFL. The AFC is just stacked. Listen, they're still going to be a top ten offense in the, the NFL. The AFC is stacked. That's what I'm saying. If they don't make the playoffs, this isn't a home run move. But all they're making, every okay, team in the yeah, conference, if they don't can, every the team in the division can make it. Even still, if they don't make the playoffs this year, like if they go to Super Bowl over the no, next three years, it's a home run move. Making the playoffs, they're gonna. I, I agree. Making so the you think playoffs. they're going to Super Bowl in the, in the next three years? I'm just saying you can't. You can't you base could. it off one season. No, I'm, I'm you asking can't just him. say, oh, he they missed the playoffs one year. You completely Listen, folded. It's gonna take. Not not this not this season. It's not going to take one week for me to realize unless we come out absolutely guns blazing against Seattle. They have a better chance week than the Colts. two against Houston. That's ah, another one. Week three against San Fran. That could be really the deciding factor for me if we're going to the Super Bowl. They have or not. a better chance than the Indianapolis Colts. If you want to say that, don't eat your words later on in the no, season. I'm you're going to eat your words. On you're shitting what, on Broncos? Russell. I'm not shitting on Russell. You are. Russell. You're saying it's no, not a home not. run. Automatic shitting. Yeah, it's nah, not. I said wrong. it depends on what they what the, what type of success they have with Russell Wilson. Depends on it depends. So on again, uh, now Me, we can I, circle I've back to it. I've been lower on the Broncos. Point, this is a pointless argument, and I don't mean that disrespectfully. It's a pointless argument because you won't it, you won't adjust that thought process until you see it come come the season. So ultimately, this was this was a, a pointless conversation. No, I can adjust the thought process based on other um other things, Components. Mm-hmm. but. The bottom line is that there are a lot of question marks with the Broncos. A lot? That the reason no, no, no. why... This the is reason, what now I'm fixated on this. A lot? Yes, there what? are a lot. Tell me a lot. For one, coaching. I don't know how good Nathaniel Hackett's going to be. Oh, 
Oh my God! How many people have vouched for him? Fine, he's a rookie coach. That's fine. Well, that's a that's a all concern. Right, all right, that's, that's a valid concern. Fine. Go ahead. You were under Matt Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers. How good are you going to be? Number two, Rodgers says that Nathaniel Hackett was huge in his hand of having back to back MVPs. Okay. Okay. Con- continue. Aaron Rodgers is going to do Aaron Rodgers. Do okay. That. Fine. He's, right. Minimize it. Go ahead. Next people one. minimize Matt Lafleur. Ne- still, this is my concern. Linebackers. End the conversation. It's not linebackers. It's the health of. Bradley Chubb. That's a huge component to this. He played this. eight games, had zero sacks. He could be healthy and still be mid. Okay, but that's a concern to it because Randy Gregory, I think, is a really good He's edge rusher, but he is a complementary to a great edge rusher. He cannot be your best edge rusher, and you are one of the top duos in the league. Who knows? Honestly, I'm more worried. I just want the receiving quarter to stay healthy. I agree. We've seen Sutton Sun- tearing ACL, so, Judy with the ankle d- injury, just with that, like, with ACL. Just with that. So Nathaniel Hackett, the health of Bradley Chubb, your linebacker core is also a question mark. I think your receivers, although you have depth, there are some questions about how good is Jerry Judy? They just need to stay healthy. God. They just need to stay healthy. Because you, you the, the, this is the difference between, and maybe this, is, maybe this is where we don't see eye to eye. Because I am more pessimistic on the Broncos. And I lean towards this way, which means that even with you giving me some... some Fine facts, facts of okay, optimism. Appreciate that. I am still hesitant to believe in it. With you, you are all in because that's your team to the point that you're saying Judy's having 1,200 I, yards. See, saying it's oh, my the team, running backs, oh, what I'm Melvin saying. Gordon, Javante are both going for a thousand easily. That's not what I said. This offensive line is top ten. So, like, you are overly optimistic <laughs> in what, your true. analysis. Listen, no, what you just did was try to minimize my. My thought process because I'm a fan. That's what you tried to do. You're and overly I, optimistic but about I, the Broncos. But I won't, appre- I won't appreciate that because I've said it, and I feel like I'm not the only one that said it, that the Broncos have been a quarterback away for years. Now, we're not getting a regular quarterback. We're not getting Baker Mayfield. We're getting Russell Wilson. It's that simple of why you should be high on the Broncos because we just got a top 10 when he was at his best, what two seasons ago, he was a top four quarterback in he the was NFL. Last year. Him what? being a top four quarterback is done and over with. That's not true. Yes, it is. That's not true. Tell me why he can't. Never be- talk about Matt Ryan again in your life, man. Never talk about Matt Ryan talk- again in your fucking life. What you that's want- a if fact. If you use that logic, you can never talk about Matt Ryan again on the show ever, unless you're saying he's a top eighteen quarterback. That's a f- what is that? Where is that you mean? You said he was over. You said two years from? ago. You said, "Oh, it's over." All you do is bring up Matt Ryan stats from twenty sixteen. Wait, wait, wait. I said it's over for Russell Wilson being a top four quarterback. Do you not? Agree with that? There's a world where Russell why is that is, crazy? Is Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, okay, you can name Justin them in hindsight. Herbert, that's fine. Aaron Rodgers. That's okay. four. Or if that's you want me to mention, you want me to mention Joe Burrow too? If and if you do that, Russell Wilson will show you that he is better because so, those, so do, you, do you think Russell Wilson is better than any of those four quarterbacks? Not right now. Well, and I'm telling season, you this, I was a Broncos fan. He could be. But I just don't understand where the Matt Ryan point came from. Because you're saying that you're sh- you're shitting on on Matt. On I'm not Russell. shitting on him. You just said top four quarterback. I said no. You he's called not. Matt he Ryan elite quarterback. You have called him a million times on the he show. Won Matt Ryan MVP in 2016. He, he literally I don't give he, a fuck. He literally, he literally Matt Ryan literally won an award for being the best player in, in the NFL. He literally in, won that award. He literally won that award. I was in high school. He literally won that award. How old were you when he won? How old was like I? Like 17, I was 18. I'm 23 now. So you were 17. And Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan in 2019. You just got your license. Matt, Matt Ryan in 2019 threw 35 touchdowns, and you watched the film. He doesn't look much different than now it than was, he did then. He was 2016. 
Matt Ryan was top 10 in every single accuracy measurement this past year in football despite having the worst protection rate in football. Arthur Smith, man, he's a genius. He's not a genius. You've ha- Really? No. Really? We'll see this. Don't you have the Falcons winning two games? <laughs> I do. Come on. You have them winning two games. Nice. The genius winning two games. That that's why if you know you want to throw the Matt Ryan thing at you me. You can't call him elite. I know Matt Ryan is if you if you think he's not elite, he's great. <laughs> what? He's, a, he's an above average quarterback. Above average is yes, so stupid. Can I ask you a question? To be honest, that's really dumb. Can I ask you a question? Really can I ask you a question? Really can I ask you a question? No, it's not. That's really dumb. It's above average to good. That's really dumb. Because maybe we might not disagree here. Are top fourteen guys great? There's a gap. There's a there. There's a gap between because in that range lies the Derek Carr's eleven through the four. Dak Derek Carr is elite. Dak is elite. Dak the is Matt elite. No, we're not saying elite. They're not great. Saying elite. They're all great. I'm asking, can they be great? What are you talking about? Well, in terms I'm asking, of what? Eleven through fourteen I, for a game for can a season. It, can a court would for you, a season? Would you Dak say Prescott that has been great, great for seasons. Dak Prescott great. He's borderline great. Is Derek Carr great? Borderline. Is Kirk Cousins great? I no. would say Matt no, Ryan no. is better than Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I don't. I he don't can extend plays. Disagree. I don't disagree. What are we talking about? Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan is in that tier with he the Cards and Prescotts, and then it's Kirk that's on the outside looking in. Uh, nah, it's close because Kirk can't Kirk, extend Kirk plays. Wins one playoff game and the conversation's over. Because Kirk can't mm, extend that's, plays. That's the only issue with Kirk is in the 2022. Record. In 2022, yes, that's all that matters. Yeah. In 2022, it's not overly crazy to say. Kirk's done better numbers than Matt Ryan. That's that's why it's yeah, not. He's been in a really better crazy. situation. He has. I'm talking about this year. Kirk is going to have better numbers than Matt Ryan. He is. He There's is. a possibility that happens. I, I don't yeah. think. It's, I think it's, that doesn't. But like, I do I really think it's likely. See, I think that I think that Kirk will have better numbers, but I think that Matt Ryan will still have a fine statistical season with yeah. wins, which ultimately well, will Kirk's have gonna most. Get wins too. We all had them with mm. double digit wins. I had them nine. You had them nine. Okay. The defense. I still got to see it. That doesn't mean he's a better quarterback if you have better stats, though. No, no, it, but it's stats plus wins. It's true. It's the and the Colts are winning the division. Okay, and which we, is why and I we say both it's had the Vikings a game behind the Green Bay Packers. They're gonna make the wild. But ultimately, card at that we point. know Packers are gonna win that division. I know, but we have again, a, a bro, just because feeling. Kirk Cousins has Aaron Rodgers to deal with, and Matt Ryan has fucking Trevor Lawrence and Davis Mills to deal with. Don't forget about Trevor Ryan Lawrence Tano. is gonna be Ryan Tannehill. A, Trevor Lawrence is gonna be a great quarterback. Not One this day. year. One day. I think this year he's gonna he's gonna show a lot How of people. How many wins are the really Jags good. getting, bro? I mean, six, I was more five. maybe they can get six for okay. sure, five six. Sick. That doesn't mean Trevor Lawrence. That nah, you, you can, can you can take strides. That doesn't mean you can't watch Trevor Lawrence and say, "Wow, he's a he's a great quarterback." Talking about Aaron Rodgers. I'm not. I'm no one saying that he's going to be top. 10. But that's we're why, not talking that's about why that the whole competition. Division thing doesn't ah, make sense to me because it's like they have Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers, who have been the best one of the best teams in football. The reason, the reason, the reason why you know, for one, this was a Russell Wilson thing that turned into a Matt Ryan thing because you love bringing up Matt Ryan and every time you stop. You love bringing up Matt Ryan. It was sound. No, you love bringing up Matt Ryan because you said you can't talk about Russell Wilson from 2020 when you just bring up. Matt was two years ago. When did I say that? No, I didn't. You said his top four days are done, which is 2020. His top four days are done because in 2020, Josh Allen was not as good as he was right now. All right, can I ask you a question? Um, Matthew Stafford, before this season, did anyone have him in his top 10? Yes. People had Matthew Stafford in the top 10. When you're telling me. You want me to show you my quarterback list? When Baker Mayfield was a fringe top 10. You're telling me that people had Matthew Stafford over over Baker Mayfield? Yes, easily. I I um, looked up the NFL list. I promise you, Baker Mayfield actually was closer to ten than you'd believe. He was number eleven. Yeah, I was. Do you know te- what number Matthew you. Stafford was? What, dude? I think he was fourteenth. 
That, I believe you. Like, he was stuck in Detroit. He he comes to a new situation, completely different conversation. Lock top ten at the absolute least, top eight. That's what happens when you change sceneries, and it's beneficial to your career. Now you're coming to Denver. It's a whole different ball game. The change of scenery for Russell Wilson is not going to this already established place. They're, they're Matthew Stafford going through they were the top three defense last year. Stafford, Stafford, question was Stafford, Tampa Bay established. If you saw it coming, they were okay. And I'm here. Coming, see, were. but that, like, yeah, I got you. That's it. I got you. It's done. I got you. It's if done. you saw it coming, with it's done. So because I picked them to make, I picked them to win the Super Bowl. It's in the eye of the beholder at that point. If you saw if it, if you coming, saw it coming, it's in the eye of the here I am yeah. seeing it coming, and I'm a casual for that. Can we please? I got you, bro. I didn't call you a casual for it. I'm speaking. Why did I call you casual? I didn't call you. I didn't call you casual not once. I'm speaking. I did not call you casual not once. Come on. So what are you talking about? If you see it coming, like you just fed exactly into what I'm saying. Okay, just because you see it coming doesn't mean I have to agree with you. I don't. I'm fine. I'm not. Saying I picked the nobody, Buccaneers nobody to win the Super Bowl. Nobody that had year. to agree with you about the Bucks. If it comes true, it comes true. Drew thinks it's going to come true. I didn't have no. I didn't want nobody to agree with me. I wanted to be alone on, in that boat. I had the Bucks being really good. I actually had the Packers being. I had them. I had the Bucks reaction. winning Super Bowl oh, from yeah. from that June. Once they got yeah, the, listen, Brady, we, I had we, them. We knew it. the we knew the Bucks were going to be great. It's Brady. It's the reason why person. I said here is same thing. Russ is not regular. He's not Brady. I didn't Brady's say I, did, I didn't say that Russ can't match his twenty twenty production. I didn't say that. I said so that would make him top four. No, it wouldn't. He had forty because, touchdowns because right now, currently, Patrick Mahomes is better. Do you disagree? Justin for, Herbert for is season, better than for him. One Why can't? What do you Russell, mean? What, what do you mean? Russell what are you talking about? One season, Russell four. can't be one of the best quarterbacks. Okay, in the so no. Let me let me ask you. Let me ask you this because you were so fixated on these things. You want to bring him back, Ryan, or whatever. So, if Russell Wilson does have a top four season, right? Yes. Let's say he has the season you're talking about. Are you putting him as a top five quarterback as the season ends? For or are you are you still putting Mahomes and Allen and Herbert over him for 2023? You're saying yeah. If you were making a quarterback list, because you told me you were making a quarterback list soon, right? I am this week or well, next. Well, yeah. Where does Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson rank right now? Yeah, he's probably on like your list seven or eight. Okay, who was in front of him? No one Rogers, is Brady, disagreeing. Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert. All right, I'll give you mine. Here Mahomes. we go. These are probably the ones you'll have. So Josh both Allen. guys that are young and just going to keep ascending. All three, three, three probably. guys for sure that Russell Wilson will. Definitely not be better than. Question: Did people give up on Aaron Rodgers when he was slumping uh, prior to these back-to-back MVPs? Did, did people, you? I don't know. Did, I, not me. Did people give up on him? The general public did they give up on Aaron Rodgers? I guess so. Yes. yes Would did. you say people dropped him out of their top four? Probably. He's not in. He's not I'm in your top you four now. That's not true. He is number. Oh, oh he's right. he's just right. making. Oh, no, you're right. You're I'm right. Yeah, he's right. not in your top four now. He's right. After, I have back, Brady. after back-to-back right. MVPs, he's not even top four for you. All right. He's number five. Would you say so people dropped him out of the top five when he was slumping back in the day when he weren't yes. making the playoffs? Yes. So why is it irresponsible it's to think because Tom Brady's that he retire, can't be back into the top five? And all he has to beat out is Rodgers and Stafford, and that's with you're saying Mahomes, Herbert, and Allen have no fall off, which I don't think happens. But it's possible Mahomes has his worst statistical season of all time this year. It is possible because he does not have the supporting cast that he once had. Herbert and Allen is probably going to be hard. Mahomes to, is to not the guy that. to sleep on. No one's sleeping. I'm not on sleeping on him. I'm Mahomes not, is no. not the guy to I'm sleep not, on. I'm not. So you think he's going to have his worst statistical, statistical season this year? There's Mahomes? a. Mahomes? I'm there's, saying this is the this, best chance he's yeah. going to have. But do you think it's going to happen? Happen. That's there's a difference between there's a chance and you, th- you uh, think it's I mean, gonna we happen. We just saw his worst statistical season this past year, where he was one of the league's league leading interception throwers. Is that fa- is that false or is Most, that true? Half of his interceptions were caused by receivers. 
Watch film, bro. Are you really going to do that watch to film, me? Watch film and get better. Yeah, that's a fact. Half of his picks were, were dropped by receivers. They went off their hands. Tyreek Hill was one of the main culprits. There's there's a chance. I mean, 2019, his his touchdowns weren't really on 26, but he still was averaging 290 yards per game, had a 105 passer rating. I mean, there's a chance. You never know. No Tyreek Hill. Your wide receiver one's Juju Smith-Schuster. Listen, I'm high on Juju if this is a fantasy league. If, this, if we're talking fantasy... I would have Juju on my team, sure. Sky Moore's a rookie. MVS. MVS is not someone... Uh. If Aaron Rodgers can barely make you relevant, Patrick Mahomes, who has yet... Mahomes to, can't? At what this, are you talking about? At this about? point in time, who has Mahomes elevated? That's funny, bro. Answer me that question. Nah, that's funny. Who that's has hilarious. he elevated? Yo, since he's going to ignore me, who has Mahomes elevated? Kelsey and Tyreek have been elite. Because Tyreek Hill was really good before Mahomes yeah. got there. Kelsey has been in a thousand yard tight end like for years. years. Yeah. So you don't who think, has he elevated? Wait, Answer so, me. Okay. No one. He he has made those guys better. Just because Kelsey was elite and Hill was elite. Has he elevated make, a mediocre weapon? No. You could you could debate. Yeah, no. yes. He, who? McCall Harmon, Byron Pringle. Even CEH, they took in the he first He elevated rounds. Sammy Watkins. When Sammy Watkins played, Sammy no, Watkins had some big-time games. No, bro. Sammy Watkins never had more than 600 yards on the mm-hmm. Chiefs. He had some big-time games for them, yeah, yeah, Week one. Week one, he would eat and then mm-hmm. disappear. Wait, so hold if up. If you have 600 so, yards, that's elevating. That's not So that's you're not telling elevating. me, so you're t- because what you just said, you said, if Aaron Rodgers can't do it, then Mahomes can't do it. That's what you basically said, right? That's, that's exactly what you basically what said. said. That's what you, so you don't think Mahomes will do it? I, that's exactly what I've said, and I've said it multiple so, occasions. So you're telling me right now on this show, June, it's Six. June 6, 2022, July. Patrick July. Mahomes will not elevate the weapons around him on the Kansas City Chiefs this upcoming season. There's a chance that Juju Smith-Schuster is the only wide receiver that does well statistically. There's Outside of Kelsey, maybe one player gets 1,000 yards. Sky Moore's a rookie. They took him in the, sec- uh, in the first round, I believe. Back in the fir- uh, second, second round, second. I apologize. Early pick in the second round, there's a chance that Skymore has success. Uh, but it is more likely than not that he will not. All right. Mahomes is not the guy to no not the guy to, him. Not I'm, just, the guy to I'm stating facts. Because it's been Kelsey, it's been Tyreek, and irrelevancy after that. Demar because Demarcus Robinson. Not once. McCole Hardman. Who they took in the first round. Sammy Watkins. They didn't take McCole Hardman in the first round. Second round. Sorry. These are guys that are that were had. Re- they took Ceh in the first round, who Mahomes handpicked, and, and, and Ceh has been one of the most underwhelming. We talk about Rashad Penny. At least Ceh has at least been on the field, but even still, Ceh we had expectation for, and he's been completely underwhelming. Rashad Penny we didn't have expectation for. He was the first round pick. No, for sure. That's the only reason you have expectation. That's it. So does Russell Wilson not get any blame for not making Dwayne Eskridge better? Um, he made, damn it, 83, more. He made more relevant. More best season was like 400 yards, bro. He still was a deep threat for him. You don't think MVS is going to be better than more was? Bro, his no, best be. season was 445 yards. He could be. 400, that's elevating, he bro. Could. That's elevating, though, for real. Like 445 yards. How many yards is Tyler Lock going to have this I was year? literally just going to ask you that. He can He can still, He. I think he would have like 800, 900. He's had three straight a thousand yard seasons. Twenty eighteen, he had nine sixty five. So more. Or less, he's had four years of a thousand yards. I don't. I, I'll be if he cracks eight hundred. I'd be. I'd be. I think impressed. You'd be happy. I would be impressed. Yeah, I mean, look. If you want to doubt Mahomes, doubt him for you know. Yeah, have I, fun. Like, have fun. Have fun. He with showed. That. He showed that he was human this playoffs. Yeah, he had. I'm not doubting Mahomes. 
I'm not doubting I'm not Mahomes. I know you are doubting him. No. I'm saying that he cannot elevate mediocre players. That's not he doubting could, him. He could be a top five quarterback in the year and have a down statistical season, and next year they could go and probably trade for a top ten receiver. And, and the reason right why I've okay, shown respect listen. to Juju is because Juju is slightly better than than mediocre. Okay, look, this is. I was actually. It's good that this segment went on longer than usual because I was actually going through my top ten quarterbacks heading into the uh, this past season. This past season and happened going so, into twenty twenty. Going into twenty twenty one. This was March twenty fourth. Um, Thing is, yes, if you're gonna say Matthew Stafford, we had Matthew Stafford as jumping significantly. No, look, let, let, let's just hear it. Ten, Matthew Stafford. Like, no, I'm not surprised. Nine, I have Justin. Number number ten, Stafford. Number nine, Herbert. Let me see what else I have. Number eight, Lamar. Number seven, Kyle. I thought he'd do better. He didn't. Um, number six was Russell. I thought Russell was the top six. No shit. Five was Russell. No, six was Russell. No, five was Russell. So four Russell was, was a top five going into last season. Four was Deshaun. Three was Brady. Situation. Two was Mahomes. And who did I have one? I had one Aaron Rodgers. Josh Allen yeah. was six probably. J- yeah, Josh it. Allen was six. So, yes, you Russell Wilson was, Russell t- was Wilson. fifth. Russell you had Wilson Russell was fifth. Wilson okay. Over Josh Allen going into last season. Yes, and now Allen and is better. Telling and me, now Allen is better. I'm not saying you're wrong. I think Allen's and now the best Herbert is also in the better. League. Who I had below him too going going into the season. It's not and now it's Herbert not is impossible better. that Russ could have a better season than Herbie. Even if he has a better season, he's not better. Herbert is better than him. Herbert is better than <laughs> Russell Wilson. Like by a by a pretty good margin. Really? Yes. Pretty good margin. Yes. So he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Not right now, but on his trajectory, he's the first quarterback ever to throw for as he's many amazing. touchdowns and yards he's done in uh, the correct. first two seasons he's of his career. He's had the best two-star year statistically than Herbert's, any quarterback yeah. ever. Herbert's unbelievably great, but to say a wide margin is right irresponsible. Right now, yeah, it is. Right now, yeah, it is. God, this, is what happen- no, this is what happens when Russell Wilson gets hurt, right? Because you forget. And, and when he's on a bad team, you forget who he actually is. This is Matthew Stafford all over again. Please. Don't sleep. I'm not sleeping. You're, oh, no, no, no. You are tucked in in a bobblepedic with the 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 most comfortable blanket you could ever I'll imagine. I'll tell you what, though. And you're, I'll tell you you're what, though. blowing Z's. I'll tell you what. I'd rather sleep on the Russ, Russell Wilson than Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is probably going to go down as the best quarterback. Mahomes is going to go down as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, probably, when it's all said and, and done. Russell Wilson's a first ballot Hall of Famer himself. He's not on Mahomes' level, though. He's not Mahomes. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. There's not many guys he that are not. on Mahomes level. I know that. That's what I'm saying. Like I feel more comfortable believing in Mahomes than I do Russell Wilson. Wow. So if you want a hot take here, I didn't say it was a hot take. This is not meant to be a hot take. Like Russell Wilson. Okay, if you want to put Mahomes, Herbert, Allen, and Rodgers, and have Russell Wilson top be number five his ceiling, I think most Broncos fans are gonna fucking take that. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to be Russell Wilson's a top five quarterback, lock it. We're going to the bowl. If he's a top five quarterback with the roster we have, we're going to the chip. Simple. When does the NFL season start? Ten weeks, right? Not soon enough. Preseason starts in a month. 12 Sundays. 12 Sundays. Shout out our boy Harrison. Yeah, it's it's funny because I'm just going to be looking and watching. I mean, you're going to be on the show every week, so I'm just going to be. Looking at each week, the disappointment just continues to Seattle grow and sour. He's going to be coming out here We're the first two out. of the weeks of the show. Yeah, elated. I was about to get graphic. I know. 
I saw the, the My gesture. God. Let's go to the next topic. Because ultimately, we, we, we were talking like about we were talking show. about Baker Mayfield. That you wanted to talk about Matt Ryan. No, you want to. You say have you this have to, Matt Ryan hate in your heart this. that I don't you know what's your key. problem, bro. He said we can't talk about Russell Wilson listen, with last time he was healthy. No, 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 no. I did not. You said you have to throw out Russell Wilson in 2020. That's what you no, said. No, I didn't, bro. What bro, are you talking about? You said we have to throw out. I Russell said this Wilson. last show, and I'll say it again. You love to put things in my mouth. Why do you guys say it like that, bro? Like, come on. On some shit. No, but on, on some dead ass shit though, I didn't say that, bro. Drew, no. liter- Drew literally said, like, and this is people be hitting me up after the show and they be like, yo, they be lying on your name, bro. I'll be like, I know, I, but I have to take it. DM I have to take it every time. You guys be lying on my I name. I don't be lying. My memory bro, is so did he, sound. Did he lying on like, when you, the other day when you said I said Jamal Murray was the best, like, club performer I've, I've ever seen, no, he, I didn't say that shit. I didn't say that shit. I didn't say that shit. I said he's a superstar playoff performer. You said I didn't he's say one he's of one of the best, best I've ever seen performers of recent time, of recent memory. I said he's a superstar That's playoff exactly performer. You, you didn't said. say that I've ever seen. Though. I'm telling I didn't you. Say that I'm shit. telling you. I'm telling but you. But just like here, this never fails me. Just like this right just, here, never just like, fails. Just me. like here now, Drew literally said Russell Wilson top four quarterback. I said he will not be. That's top what I said, four. and I said you. Said I never. That. No, I, you I said, didn't. He said throughout 2020. No, I did not. No, he didn't I did say not say that. Say what are you talking about? I'm almost positive. You he said didn't. something he about said, no. He said this. regarding the 2020 season. I he didn't said, say that. He said that was two years he ago. Said his top four days are over. That's, that's what he that's said. That's what that argument stemmed from. We got we got to rewind the tape. No, I'm, I promise. That's what he said. We got to rewind again, the tape. It doesn't because I want to just bring it up for no reason. No, yeah, you would bring it up because you was in your little cocoon there. I wasn't just chilling. You you didn't even know what's going on. I wasn't. You literally, we were talking about Russell Wilson. And he's just like Matt Ryan. I literally, I'm like, what the what? Where he come from? You're saying that his days are behind him. You're saying his top four days are behind him. So So I I never got the answer to that question. Why can't I talk about Matt Ryan, man? What Drew was just about to say, Mm -hmm. his top four days are behind him, even though it was two years ago. Although you love to bring out Matt Ryan being elite and bring up his 2016 season, although that was six and 2019, 35 touchdowns, 2019. Okay, three years ago. Yeah, he doesn't look. He looks literally the same right now than he did it then. I just literally, literally, whatever, literally. Okay, it like that's a fact. They're gonna, they're gonna lose in the playoffs. They'll win the division because they have. A oh wow! They'll lose in the playoffs. Yeah. Where in the playoffs? We we have no idea. That's so vague. They, bro, they only have... two teams make the Super Bowl out of thirty two. Oh, somebody's gonna lose. Okay, they'll they'll lose round. And the Colts one. are gonna be one of them. They'll lose round. I one. guess maybe we'll see. Colts they, are gonna they, make the playoffs. They definitely have a legit chance have to, to make schedule. a run. They're gonna make the playoffs. In a late division. They have a legit chance to make a run. Yeah. Yeah, like they'll win. Yeah. Uh, maybe a... they got more of a chance than the Jets. Come on, man! Always good of a chance than the Broncos. No, they just have they have just as good as a chance. I disagree. They just have they have just as good a chance. So next time, you know what? Crunch up the Matt Ryan film. Go in the lab. Look, look, I'm gonna give you into the seasons. You said ten Sundays into the season? Twelve. Twelve. I'm gonna give you twelve Sundays into the season to backtrack what you say about Ryan and and give and give him his flowers. Because you've been disrespectful to uh, Matt. You can do the same thing with no arm Lamar. What are you talking about? You, you can, can do the same that? thing with no I've been backtracked that, bro. What are you talking ah, about? You, you said it like ass. a month ago when it was just me and you on the show. I said you could backtrack it right now bro, or else don't. I was don't. joking. That's a joke. But you're not joking about Matt Ryan. That's the difference. You're being no, dead serious. No, no, no. This, this is where we get misconstrued. You think he's elite. I think he's an above average I literally just said he's great. Didn't I say that, Drew? Great. Ooh. Matt Ryan. Great and elite are synonyms. No, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. I'm sorry, Joel. That's wrong as hell. That's super wrong. I know I did not put Matt Ryan in that top five tier, bro. No, he didn't. I literally said that's right. We had him elite. I've heard you call him elite. He is an elite quarterback. Okay. He's been an elite quarterback. You've called him elite. Today you called him great. Sorry. So Russell Wilson, elite. 
Yes, he's oh, elite. Thank you. I never said he wasn't. I know. I just said he's not top four. Right. I'm not saying he's top That's four. That's what I said. Did I say he was top four? Yes, you did. Oh my! You said he can, you said he can't be he top can four. He can be. He can be top four. You said he can be. Is you that said, what? well? I, you asked me. He can't be top four. And he'll, I be said that, no. he'll be in the MVP race. Matt, um, Russell Wilson. Yeah, I mean that's a possibility. That's what, Will he win? MVP, I don't know. Oh, word. But that's what I'm saying. Matt like, Ryan's won one. He got that. He, he did. He got that. He has a Super Bowl. Oh yeah, he got that. He got a Super Bowl. Yeah, he got He's that. Got a Super Bowl. Matt Ryan got, He's got that. Super Bowl. Yeah, Matt Ryan got that. Huh? Does he have a Super Bowl? Did he get carried by one of the best defenses in NFL Don't history? look at Russell's statistics in that Did, Super Bowl, bro. Yo, you do know that the Falcons had the 28th ranked defense the year they went to the Super Bowl with Matt Ryan, right? Oh, just like they blew a 28-3 lead. Their their defense was garbage that year, That year actually. And Matt Ryan still carried that team to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl That's how good he is. In two Super Bowls, Russell Wilson has a 117 passer rating, 453 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Side with the interception. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But How many one, interceptions? One. One and one? One, four, one four touchdowns. in two games. Four touchdowns. Four touchdowns, one interception. That's good. I mean, the, fir- the first game was against the Broncos, right? Where you guys That's got embarrassed. You guys got, you guys got molly whopped. He's coming, he's coming here to right his wrongs. I'm here to forgive him. Right in his wrongs I, by beating you Correct. <laughs> correct. Ah, man, don't get me in my bag. Don't. No, don't talk about the coast, man. I'll, I'll flame your Jets, man. <laughs> oh, my Jets. God. This guy is shameless. <laughs> shameless. He is shameless. This is fucking a Jets blanket no, but I will, I will, no, no, I, I, will, I, will, I will give you 12 weeks to change your mind on Matt Ryan. And you know what? <clears throat> Progressively, throughout this offseason, I'll send you some film. I'll send you some tape. Oh, no. I'll he's, send you he tape. Start, he started today. He sent me film from a Falcons game, and he screwed up because the last two, sec- two seconds, you see Devontae Freeman on the field. No, I didn't screw up. I'm just watching a game. That's it. And it, I, and Matt it, Ryan made a hell Devontae of a throw. Devontae Freeman comes on the screen. He's like, oh, shit. And he puts his phone down. I can't see that. No, I just it was just going too long. You didn't think it was long? It was like 22 seconds. It was a I long. just wanted to show you the play. But once I saw Devontae Freeman, at first I was like, I know it's a couple years old. And I saw Devontae Freeman on the Falcons. I was like, oh, God. This well, is he made change. throws like that last year, too, though. I'm sure there's a lot of football. 17 games. You're going to make a couple good throws. No, he was top 10 in accuracy rating and like everything, good. honestly. Yeah. I'm proud of him. Yeah. You should be. Yeah. I'm going to give you 12 weeks to All change right. your mind on it. If, 12 weeks. If, if you don't, yeah, because that's 12 weeks until football. Football. It? No, it's just like eight. It's two months away. Now uh, to week one. Maybe like it's not twelve. It has to be like eight or nine. Harrison, July, Harrison, July seventh. Shout out Harrison Remler. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. But twelve weeks. Uh, he is said three twelve months. weeks. That's October. Oh, it's like eight, seven, eight weeks. Joel, Joel, Dells. it's early. It's it's early July, but maybe Joel, right. July seventh. Yeah, 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 yeah. First, first week's probably first game's probably like July tenth or something. Because I think there's like a nine eleven. I know what you're saying. Listen, you know, part of me, part of my job as a friend. Of yours Where's is this going? to steer you in the right direction. You I know, when I when you. I feel like you're not doing the best you can, you know, I gotta give you little tidbits, you know, to you know, right your wrongs. And this is something that the Matt Ryan thing, I am going to do everything in my power to make you see the light, to convert you to Matt Ryan truther. To a Matt Ryan truther. But ultimately, you know what the old saying goes? The old saying is you can't help somebody that doesn't want to be helped. So I'm going to try to help you. Like I, I'm going to try to help you as much <laughs> as I can. But ultimately, it's, it's you who have to you have to take the steps to getting better, to getting help, and seeing like with Matt Ryan. Right, maybe, but right. I'll do the best I can. Let's see. But in a couple of weeks, if I don't see progress, you're a lost cause, man. <laughs> All right, man. You're I'm just excited. A, you're just a lost cause. Oh, man. I casual. The season. Casual. casual. My call has been a casual. That's crazy. Oh my God. What a fucking shame. <laughs> Have some goddamn shame. Would you uh, rather Baker Mayfield 
Edition. First name up, Daniel Jones. Oh, I thought we were going to go Matt Ryan off rip. <laughs> Baker. There's no way this is a conversation, Drew. Daniel Jones? Come on, bro. Like When you're a Daniel Jones truther, I know there's you should be embarrassed. Four, there's four of us in existence. I believe in Daniel Jones. He's been put in terrible situation after terrible situation. I'm, I'm the casual. See, the thing is, I, I don't want to do this. No, I don't. please say Daniel. Please, come on. You believe it. <sighs> Baker Mayfield. Jimmy Garoppolo. I'd go Baker. Is this, I know it's who would you rather, it's like, on my team, I'd rather have Jimmy G. I think Baker's more talented. Mm-hmm. I would rather have Baker, though. You wouldn't have, rather have Baker? Jimmy G's a better leader in the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Clean. Mac Jones. Mac. Mac Jones. Tua Tungavailoa. Tua. Clearing. A thought Tua. process. Thank you. Thank Are you. you. Serious? you got, I'm Tua? going Baker. Okay. I'm literally going, I'm going Baker over Daniel Jones, Jimmy G, Jalen Hurts, and Tua. Jalen Hurts Mac Jones, is crazy. I take over Baker, though. Jalen Hurts is nuts, but... Um, Jared Goff. Baker. I would go Bake. Matt Ryan. Matty Ice. Yeah, easily. Carson Wentz. Carson. Baker. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill. It's close, though. It's close. Yeah, for a lot of these, I'm taking Baker over Wentz. I'm taking him over Goff. The only ones I'm not taking Baker over are... Mac Jones, Matt Ryan. Rethink Jalen, please. And Tannehill is a toss-up. Rethink Jalen. Jalen Hurts can have a better season for sure. He's in a great situation, but there's some limitations with Jalen Hurts that I still I still question. He's progressively gotten better every year. No, he's gotten better. Doesn't how much better is he gonna get from here though? We don't I don't know. He he just needs to get marginally better as a <laughs> passer because he's a great rusher. He's a great leader. Yeah, for sure. I like I like Jalen Hurts, but let's not act like Baker Mayfield's a scrub. He's not. He's not a scrub. And the Eagles last year faced their schedule. They they did not face a great quarterback in their they have, schedule. They have a pretty light schedule. They had too. one of the lightest schedules last, last year. year. Yeah, this, a great this year, corner. This year, quarter. uh, quarterback. Quarterback. I mean, Come they on. played Dallas twice. True. Well, Dak Prescott, yeah, but like outside of that, really nobody. Um, the schedule they have, was they have a pretty light schedule this year too, I believe. The NFC East, you know, makes yeah. Sense. I mean, we'll see. We saw how Jalen Hurts looked versus Tampa Bay when they limited this. Oh, yeah. He's running. He well, it's also back. one of the best rush defenses in the league. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Baker scraped the Steelers, though. Two years ago? The Steelers team was so ass. He almost beat the Chiefs, too. With fucking Listen, Chad this, this all-world uh, Maddie, Matt Ryan, Jalen Hurts, week one, 32-6. Smoked him. Oh, what are yeah. you talking about 32-6? Dante Freeman's first touchdown. Uh, Eagles playing against Atlanta, week one, 32-6. Jalen Matt Hurts. Ryan plays defense? Jalen, well, well, you asked me. You, you're the one that said he didn't play a good quarterback. Did you not? Oh, my bad. So that's Matt what Ryan, I'm saying. Yeah. You're going through the schedule right now. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they lost to Kansas City 42 to 30. Well, mostly what I'm saying is that they had, a, they had a cakewalk schedule. That's what I'm mostly saying, though. Atlanta, San Fran, Dallas, KC, Tampa Bay, LV, Chargers. This does not sound like Cape Cod to me. Yeah. New Orleans. Okay. They lost to San Fran. They lost to KC. They lost to Dallas. They lost to Tampa Bay. They lost to the Raiders. They lost to the Chargers. I wouldn't say it's cupcake schedule though. The only the they beat this the team. These are the teams they beat: Washington, the Giants, the Saints, the Broncos, the Lions, the Panthers, the Falcons, New Orleans. That's what I said. I said the Saints. I apologize. They beat a good team. 
Yeah, and they lost to everybody that they were supposed to, I guess. But literally, like, they didn't. All the teams they beat, they were not. They did not do anything. Like they, they those aren't great teams. Listen, man, sometimes those aren't even good job. teams. You do your That's job. They made the playoffs. Got smoked, but made the playoffs. Yeah, but I mean, listen, I'm not totally disagreeing. Jalen Hurts needs to progress as a passer. Does, no doubt about sure. it. But I think he will. I believe in that. 16 touchdowns, nine picks. That's look, better than Baker look, look Mayfield. Look at his yeah, ten rushing. So twenty six touchdowns. That's what Baker. He Baker had the same amount of passing touchdowns as Jalen Hurts in twenty twenty. What? Uh, Baker Mayfield oh, passing touchdowns? had the same amount of passing touchdowns as Jalen Hurts had total touchdowns. Well, Jalen Hurts in twenty twenty. So, so a big part of his game is rushing. So you just like no, I know, but I'm just saying touchdowns. Baker Mayfield twenty 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 six touchdowns, eight picks. How many rushing? Let's actually check. You can check that. One or two. I'm actually on it right now. If he had zero, then he had one. Ah, bastard. Yep. Yeah. Well, Baker Mayfield was a top ten quarterback, so borderline, right? That's J- what they said. Well, I mean, Jalen Hurts to the list, top ten quarterback should be top ten going to this year. There is no metric that you can use to support Jalen Hurts being a better quarterback versus Baker healthy. Like, there's not. I think the only thing he's probably it's just a running is ability percentage. Not even that far off. It's really just touchdowns, interceptions. Baker takes care of the ball better. Passer rating, Baker's better. It's just rushing. That's the only thing. Jalen had what eight interceptions? He had nine. Nine, and he he only had like two or three for his uh, fumbles lost. Yeah, for a rushing quarterback, he he takes care of the ball very well. I would say. Well, he's a rushing quarterback. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Right now, he is a rush first quarterback. He's not a quarterback like Baker. Baker's a better quarterback. Who has better numbers this year? Mm, that's tough because Jaylen. the Eagles have AJ Brown and stuff, but. It's always an excuse with you, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. It's always an excuse with you. They got DJ Moore, CMC. I'll go with Baker. I'll go with Jalen. We throwing money on this? So you think Jalen Hurts has better numbers than Baker this year with Carolina? Yeah, well, are we saying, I'm saying total yards, total touchdowns. Give me Jalen Hurts. Total yards, total touchdowns. I'll give you Jalen Hurts because of the rushing. But if we're just talking about passing, passing yards, Baker. Passing touchdowns, Baker. Completion percentage, Baker. All the quarterback stats, give me Baker. That's not saying much. Like, so like Carson though. Wentz could have more passing yards than Lamar, but like nobody gives a damn. He didn't though. I'm saying he could, but he probably isn't. He could, he could easily have like 3,800 passing yards. Carson Wentz is mid, bro. That's, Carson Wentz I just agree. went 27 and seven though. I yeah, agree. that's a lot. He got a lot of dropped interceptions, and he also had no wide receiver too. Like Matt Ryan's probably gonna have more passing yards than Lamar. He's not better than Lamar. Carson Wentz hasn't thrown for over 3,400, 3,600 since 2019. 2019 when he was MVP and he missed the last two games, right? 2019 was not MVP. It was, that was 2017. I apologize. Thank you. But just because you have more passing yards doesn't mean you're a better you quarterback. Sure? Uh, 2019, the year that he took the, one of the worst teams to the playoffs when he went, what, 8-8? Eight eight? made the He won the division? 9-8? 9-7, excuse me? No, I apologize. It was 7-9. No, they didn't win the division 7-9. The division was garbage, bro. But they didn't win 7-9. Seven, seven I think, they I think it was one game Seattle over. who did that. I think 9-7 is correct. Nine and seven. Yeah. yeah. So, think, Joe, so what do you mean? I mean, Lamar, though, clears all those quarterbacks you're talking about, though. I know, but you said that you'll take Baker Mayfield having more passing yards than Jalen Hurts. I don't disagree. But I think big, I think Jalen, you're taking away probably 800 to 1,000 yards because of his rushing ability. Yeah, but Jalen Hurts is not the level of quarterback Lamar is, though. He's That's, not. We're talking about Baker and Hurts. Baker, he's not the level of quarterback Baker is either. But he's one offseason away from being it. Depends on what you think he's going to be. You know how I feel about Jalen Hurts. I mean, I know you like Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I mean, River has stated before, we know the type of quarterbacks you like. <laughs> I have a type. I have a type. <laughs> Lamar, Jalen Hurts. I got a type. 
Justin Fields, don't forget. Johnny oh, no, Manziel. Just, just, nah, Johnny, miss me. That's your, that's your type of guy. <laughs> now, that's your type of that guy. That is his type yeah. of guy. Johnny Manziel is if not If you're a Baker guy, guy, you're a Johnny guy. I did not like Johnny Manziel coming out of college. Roll after, back the After tape. Drake dropped draft day, it was hard not to like Johnny Manziel. On to the NFC South. Felt like we never got here. Predicting this division. The Buccaneers up first. They went 13-4 last season. They lost in the divisional round against the Rams. They had the second-ranked offense, fifth-ranked defense. Now, what do you see for the Bucs this year? Will Tom Brady regress like people say he might do every year? Is he going to be the same type of quarterback, top three quarterback in the NFL, the GOAT? What's going to happen with the Bucs this year? Tom Brady, at the age of 43? Turned 44. 44. It's 44, 44 yeah. thank you. No, he right now. Yes. Today, so this yeah. past season, 43 turning 44, he led the league in passing yards, led the league in passing touchdowns. Tom Brady is not is never going to fall off so long as he is suiting up on Sundays, Thursdays, and Mondays. Um, I have no worries with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My one worry, come playoff time, is their secondary. And I say this given the fact that I understand that PFF has Tampa Bay ranked as the number one secondary, number two, number two ranked secondary. Yeah, it one was of, top three. It was crazy. Which is insane to me because I saw last season their secondary get absolutely torched by L.A. in the playoffs. Now, I understand now they're coming in a little bit healthier. You get Dean back. You get Carlton Davis. These guys are healthy. But you lose Whitehead, who's, who's very integral, especially in the run game for them. But offensively, I think that they will be fine so long as Tom Brady's at the helm. Russell Gage is a underrated addition for them, especially while Chris Godwin is down with the torn ACL. I'm projecting Chris Godwin to be back around week four, week five. Torn ACLs, they're definitely unique to each individual. But it seems as if he's already progressing in the right direction. They're going to be cautious with yeah, him. They just no. gave him a $60 million contract. And without a doubt, they should. And they have a solid number two option to put in his place to do so. And, and Russell Gage is not a bad option. We saw him have success with, with uh, right. Matt Ryan last season. And Russell Gage just put up his best statistical season. It's just Now you're getting an upgrade. You're getting the greatest of all time at the quarterback position. I think that we're going to see Tampa Bay win this division for sure. Uh, there's a strong chance that Tampa Bay also is the top seed in the in the NFC. Just to go through their schedule really quick, uh, I don't have them with many losses. Uh, week one, at Dallas, I do have them losing. At Ironically, two of their losses come week one and week two. At New Orleans, New Orleans is always a tough matchup for them. It wouldn't be surprising to me if they lost the first two games and people are overreacting to Tampa Bay. Then they go on some win streaks. Versus Green Bay, I have a W. Versus KC, I have a W. Versus Atlanta, I have a W. At Pittsburgh, W. At Carolina, Carolina with Baker Mayfield, I decided to give them a win, but that easily could be a W. Uh, versus Baltimore, W. Versus the Rams, I do have them winning. If this was at Los Angeles, maybe we have a different conversation. Versus Seattle, without a doubt, a W. Then they hit their bye week. At Cleveland, W. Versus New Orleans, W. Different story this time around. At San Fran, decided to give San Fran a W here. Versus Cincinnati, W. At Arizona, that's an L. I like Arizona this season, especially going to the... Going into Arizona, I like Arizona in that situation. Versus Carolina, I have them winning. And lastly, Week 18 at Atlanta, I do have them winning. With the 12-5 and record, easily could be 13-4. and uh, they, could be, they could beat Carolina both times for sure. But I do have them finishing at the top of the division. For Tom Brady, I think statistically, he'll probably regress a little bit just because 
He had how many? 719 passing attempts last season. Oh, yeah, that's insane. The year before, he had 610 uh, 5,300 yards, 43 touchdowns. I think like those numbers are yeah, very hard to replicate. I so statistically, I think his numbers will come down. But at the end of the day, Tom Brady's still going to be looked at as a top five quarterback in the league. So I have no real worries about the Buccaneers, especially being in division. We'll get to the rest of these teams later. I think they're really, even though I liked Carolina's move, picking up Baker, you're giving me that look like that guy tweeted, <laughs> which I don't like. Um, Baker Mayfield, I like the move. It doesn't move me a ton. They went from, I'll spoil it, from five wins to seven wins, I believe. Um, so it moves me a bit, but not enough to compete for the division. And then you have the Saints there, who we'll talk about in a little bit. I think the Bucks won't have an issue at all winning this division. I have them going 12-5. and five. Um, A couple of losses at New Orleans Week 2. I think they'll split with them at San Fran Week 14. That's going to be a tough game. Then you have some games against Baltimore, the Rams, uh, at Pittsburgh, at Cleveland. So I think they have a few different, few other losses in there as well. Um, but the roster is going to be great. You know, I do worry a bit about their secondary. I don't know how PFF has that them was as insane. great as one of the best had, secondaries in the league. It had to be because they were injured and they were using that as an anomaly. Yeah. Um, Whitehead plays more in the box as yep. a run support guy. Yep. So maybe they're not looking as that as a bigger loss than maybe we are. Um, but their front seven should be strong again. Obviously, brought in Akeem Hicks just a few weeks ago, so the rush even should be great. Linebackers are solid. We know how great the offense is going to be. Even without Chris Godwin, Tom Brady's just going to make it work. Even without Gronk, I have no worries about that. So Cameron Brate, sneaky tight end pickup this year in fantasy. What do you think? Uh, no. We've seen Cameron Brate without Gronk. He's done nothing. Oh, he still gets... Fair. He's uh, it's a small sample size. He's a touch. Games. He's a red zone guy. It's five yep. games, but in those five games, he's really done nothing. So no I'm not that. And, and they, they God drafted. Out, who knows? They drafted a rookie tight end too. Who there was a report saying that he might Kate be the, Kate on. Yeah, yeah, he might be the beneficiary over Cameron Bray. Even okay. though rookie tight ends usually Kate, don't do much. Kate has an injury tag right now, so that's not beneficial. No, um, but they should have no win, no uh, issue in this division. I'm going twelve and five. <laughs> I like that you say that because you're right. There's no way they. They 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 lose this division. They should win this division pretty easily, in my opinion. I have them going fourteen and three, and I think all year long, I kind of knew they weren't going to repeat. I picked them back in twenty twenty to win. You picked them in twenty twenty one as well. No, I didn't. You yes, did. you did. You picked them to beat the Rams. I was hesitant on it. But I literally no, said it on you, the show. Do pick. you ever? Do you ever go you with what you have? Yo. I the creator, I literally said, the creator of I literally Pick said, refuses. I literally to do said so. that last year I didn't know who I wanted to pick. I was I was really torn. Twenty twenty, you it were was, like a damn seesaw. Twenty twenty, it's it was easy for me to say the Bucks. I'm riding all the way. Last year, I couldn't. All the injuries that happened to Should've them. Just listen to me. The Antonio Brown debacle that happened. Um, just him storming off the field. The chemistry issues. I thought last year wasn't their year, and I do feel now after further evaluating the situation, there was something there with Tom Brady and Bruce Arians. Those pass attempts are that high because Bruce Arians, that's the offense that he runs. Sure. Now that he had a hundred more attempts in the previous year still. Yeah. He was now he learned the high. offense fully though. So I'm not surprised. Now that Tom Brady has the offense to himself, yes he reports to Byron Leftwich, but let's be honest, this is Brady's offense. I think it's gonna be more balanced and when the offense has been more balanced, the Buccaneers have been better. When they've given Leonard Fournette more of a load offensively. And now, I, I love the Rashad White draft Absolutely. pick. Absolutely. There were some reports Lenny was overweight coming into camp. And yeah. he looked it. He looked but big. I see him I see him hitting the treadmill with be, the boys. He's a vet. So, forget, the pass Jamar, catching. Jamar Swift. Yes, and, yes. Uh, I'm blanking on the third it guy. It was the Eagles DB. Was it? Uh, Couldn't tell you. Remember? Regardless, that was a cool vid. So, Rashad White could be the beneficiary in the backfield, catching passes from Brady. I think that's a possibility. 
But like you mentioned, getting Russell Gage was huge, although last year he had a great quarterback play, but now he's going from great to elite, from Matt Ryan to Tom Brady. Shaq Mason, good addition, although they did lose Ali Marpet, which is a huge loss. That's tough. Akeem Hicks now makes our defensive line better. I think he's better than Dominic Sue right now. They also signed Logan Ryan, Keanu Neal. I think those are all some really good signings. But they lost two key guys, Ali Marpet and Rob Gronkowski. That's huge. Cameron Bright is a below-average tight end. Agreed. Rob Gronkowski, like going from having a guy that's a top-five tight end to now having somebody who's not a top-32 tight end definitely Ooh. hurts a lot. That's rude. But I Cameron Bright's good, but, I mean, come on. Top 20, we really 20 gonna, to 40. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, really going to argue that. No, no, no I'm, not. That. I'm not. But as long as Tom Brady is Tom Brady, which there's no reason why you should believe he's not going to be, uh, the Bucks will be fine. They'll be one of the best teams in the NFC. He led the NFL in passing yards and touchdowns last year. And like I mentioned earlier, this is now officially Tom Brady's offense. I only see them losing three games, and that's possibly against Kansas City. But they can beat Kansas City. I think the Rams are probably a loss. Um, Cincinnati, I have them losing too. So the three losses I actually have them losing – I have them losing against KC, Rams, and Cincinnati. Those are the three losses. That sounds agenda-based. Because I think Joe Burrow versus Brady, Joe Burrow's going to win that game. Next time Brady, right? (laughs) He can be. He's that good. Irresponsible. But I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. Uh, The Buccaneers clearly are a dominant team on all aspects of of the football team. What was your record Uh, for them? I have them them 12-5, 13-4, because they definitely can beat the Panthers both times. Uh, but listen, there's nothing to to overly criticize. Offensive line still really solid. Uh, defensively, top to bottom, it's really it's strong. This the secondary can be really good so long as they stay healthy. But we saw it get cooked last season. You know they were we injured. Can, exactly. We they can play mass staff. We can chalk it. No doubt. But you can chalk it up to injuries. And, and, and Dean has been solid. Carlton Davis has been solid. Logan Ryan's a fine addition as well to play safety for them. But offensively, that's ultimately what it's going to come down to, and I think Tom Brady's going to be more than fine. What was your record? 12-5. But you said Brady's washed. I'm playing. <laughs> well, what did I tell you about doing that, bro? What? People care about what you say, man. You think so? You lie on our names. You think so? He you. says I put things in his mouth. He puts yeah. things oh in my, my mouth. Oh, my God. You, you guys just go back and forth. Oh, my God. Can we take a break? What? Can we take a break, please? What's wrong with y'all? What are you talking about, bro? All right, fine. I'm just going to let this slide. River wouldn't have none of this. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, let's move on then. No, but in all seriousness, you guys lie on me more than I lie on you. It's not true. Because I don't even lie on you. I joke on on you. That's a joke. You You guys lie on me. I've never lied on you. You lie on me. I've never lied on you. Come on this show, look at the camera, and you lie on me. That's what you're doing to save your image, King. Save my image? You're handsome. You don't need to save anything, My image is... um, I'm, I have to read more. I have to expand my vocabulary. It's enshrined forever. My image is. Um, I'm looking for a word that starts with N. It's probably not going to make sense. And this doctor? guy, I don't know. <laughs> enshrined was fine. Enshrined. I guess yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It's vocabulary of mine. Extensive. Saints prediction for this upcoming season. <laughs> they were nine and eight last season. They missed the playoffs. Fourth-ranked defense, seventh in yards, 14th against the pass, fourth against the run. But 5-2 and two with Jameis last year. Things were going well. He got hurt. Then his backup, Taysom Hill, comes in, goes 4-1. and one. 
we're looking at this team like, wow, they have a legit shot to, you know, to, to maybe make the playoffs. But 0-4 without tra- with Trevor Simeon, 0-1 with Ian Book. Ultimately, they didn't make the playoffs because they had no quarterback. But Jameis Winston is back. 14 touchdowns, three picks this past season, 102 passer rating. We talked about their receiving corpse and how it's not good. But now they have Michael Thomas hopefully coming back from injury. Jarvis Landry. One can hope. Chris Olave, first-round pick speedster out of Ohio State. He's been looking good. Uh, are, the, hear are the Saints... One route that one what do you mean, on bro? Only Olave? one route? There's only one route? That's, uh, no, there's one route that I feel like got... Oh, really? Going around more than yeah. Are enough. the Saints making the playoffs? You want me to go? Go ahead. All right, listen. They're not making the playoffs. They're Ooh. not making the playoffs. Uh, but I'll say this. Have a good roster. I am just hesitant given the fact that their schedule is kind of tough. I had to adjust it a few times to get them to to a win uh, percentage that I thought was respectable and fair. Uh, defensively, of course, they're going to be solid. You bring you bring in Dennis Allen to take over at the helm. He has been a mastermind for them on the on the defensive side of the ball for a couple of years now. He takes over now, and it should be seamless. You add Honey Badger to this mix, Marcus May, if he can stay healthy, that's huge for them. Their, their cornerback situation is solid. Paulson Adebo and obviously Marshawn Lattimore, who's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Their front seven solid. Demario Davis, P. Warner, Marcus Davenport, Cameron Jordan, of course. These guys are all, most of them elite, really great players. But the offensive side of the ball is where I have my concerns. Alvin Kamara is most likely going to be suspended six games. That's reports. He could be suspended six games. He's most likely looking at a suspension nevertheless. And Mark Ingram, where, yes, he is a serviceable RB2, at the same time, you're losing out on the production of your best offensive player. Is he player. a serviceable RB2? Uh, I mean, he's not bad. Not, he played well last season for them in his in his minor role. Um, but but I get it. He's older now. Uh, you don't love Mark Ingram being your, your running back one. That being said, it's only for a certain amount of games, but it's definitely going to hurt them, no doubt. Um, I do believe that Jameis Winston is significantly better at the quarterback position than obviously Trevor Simeon and Ian Book. Uh, shout out Trevor Simeon for what he did for us in 2017 and 5-0. and But, you know happens um that being said if michael thomas is back this is intriguing to me but how can i bank on michael thomas when even right now there's reports that he's not ready to go and he's not even participating in walkthroughs might not be ready for training camp this is overly concerning to me given the fact that he's been out for over 18 months uh jarvis landry is intriguing though because they've been saying They've been raving about Jarvis Landry that he's been dominating camp, but it's camp. We you know, know what Jarvis Landry is. Uh, but do we? Yeah. Do we? Baker Mayfield, who knows if he didn't benefit Jarvis Landry, you get Jameis Winston, who's been known to. Would you rather have Jarvis or Darnell? To make wide receiver. Jarvis or Darnell? Darnell. Okay. So he's like barely a top 24 receiver. Okay, fine. But Jarvis Landry was throwing to Marquez Callaway last season. Jarvis Landry and him I mean, are going to be fine. That's what I said. Said Jarvis. Go. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah um, James was James throwing, throwing to Marquez Callaway. Uh, you bring in Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave. These two should be more than fine. James Winston just needed any type of weapons. I think I the offense is going to be really good, but I just don't think this team is good enough to be a playoff team. Now to go through their record, uh, what? No, go ahead. Now I'm mentioning <laughs> that that's going to make Alvin Kamara better. 
I don't disagree. Alvin but Kamara's it's yards he, per carry last year was horrible. But when he comes back, it's it's six games. That's obviously he's going to come back and he's going to be ready to go immediately. Six. We don't. That, we don't of course, recorded sure. it reported. You know, we assume we we get murdered in the comment section. But this is what I'm seeing. He's going to be suspended regardless. I think once Alvin comes back, he's going to be fantastic. He's Alvin Kamara. He's still one of the best running backs in the NFL. But I still do have my concerns. Now going through their record, I have them going two and zero to start the season. At Carolina, I'm giving them one win, giving Carolina a win. Uh, versus Minnesota, I have them losing. Versus Seattle, I have them winning. Versus Cincinnati, that's an L. At Arizona, that's an L. Las Vegas, that's an L. Versus Baltimore, that's an L. At Pittsburgh, I have them winning. Uh, versus the Rams, that's an L. At San Fran, that's an L. At Tampa Bay, that's an L. By week. Versus Atlanta, I gave them the benefit of the doubt they're beating Atlanta twice. At Cleveland, they're winning. At Philadelphia, I like Philadelphia this season. And Jalen, if Jalen progresses... Jalen Hurts has a strong chance to win this game and put his team in a position to be successful come playoffs, or excuse me, to lead his team to the playoffs. Versus Carolina, that's a W, especially at home. One of the best home environments to play in if you're a New Orleans Saint. I have them going with a record of 7-10. and 10. I think Saints fans are going to kill you. I, feel like Saints I mean, listen, I really, I really tried my hardest, and I went through the schedule multiple times. You find me a game here that you do believe that they— the one that I look at is really Philadelphia— that's it. Do you have them splitting with Tampa Bay? I do. Okay. Okay. I gave I, them that win. Now, listen, I'm, I'm a Jameis Winston guy. I'm a Jameis Winston believer. But like you said, their schedule is tough. And is. because they finished second in division last year, it kind of messed them up for this upcoming year. Don't disagree. You look at the schedule. I think they split with Tampa Bay. They could sweep Atlanta. Yep. Carolina now with Baker, I think they can split. I agree. I have them losing against Minnesota. For sure. Cincinnati, Las Vegas, Baltimore. Yeah, I have them beating Arizona. The Rams, Philadelphia. You know, for me, there's a possibility that, that the Saints go 9-8, and 10-7. and seven. There's definitely that possibility. But it just depends on what type of Jameis Winston you're going to get. Fair enough. Because throughout his career, he's been erratic. And although he was more efficient this year, is that going to translate? It's he now was that sustainably efficient. Now that he has more fourteen and three. Now that he has more weapons. Now that he has more weapons around him that can maybe make him a little bit more trigger happy. Because last year he had to be super conservative. I agree. There is a chance that he now goes back to what he was efficiency wise. And you mentioned it before. Week one, he had five touchdowns. You I'm take like that fifteen pass attempts. You take that away. 20. It's nine touchdowns and three picks on the year. Still, still great. That's good. That's great. But is that like 15, fourteen touchdowns, three picks? Great. It's not. The biggest issue with them last season was their offense, their weapons. But now they went through a complete makeover, which now and, and now their offense is good. But is is Michael Thomas going to stay healthy? Because that's the big question mark. And is 100%. he even going to play? Because we haven't seen him um, in like three years. Last year, we thought that was, a, that was a year he was going to play. He didn't play. But Chris Olave can take the top off the defense. Jarvis Landry is a good route runner and possession receiver. I wouldn't rule it out. Like, Jameis winning comeback player of the year, having 25-plus touchdowns, leading the Saints to the playoffs. This is the same offensive system, same staff. Minus Sean Payton. That offensive play call is going to take a hit. And just to show you guys how sporadic the Saints for me are this year, when originally going through a schedule, I had them going 11-6. and six. That's how good I think the Saints are going to be. The Saints can be really, really good. 
But after the Baker Mayfield acquisition, I have them at eight nine wins. Like I, I eight nine fuck? wins. What? Wait, what? I think that it's a possibility. Let, going through the schedule at Atlanta, Baker. The Panthers got Baker, and the Saints get three less wins. At Atlanta, just hear me out. At Atlanta, win. Just count my wins for me. Just go through. I got you. Atlanta win versus Tampa Bay. I think that's a loss. At Carolina, loss. Versus Minnesota. Wait, 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 no, it's versus Tampa Bay week two. That's what I said. So you have them losing? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Tam- Tam- Tom Brady needs to get off to a good start. Good start. Even though it is at home, I think. Listen, I have them going 0-2. Okay. Tampa yeah. Bay. Uh-huh. Go ahead. So I have I have them beating Atlanta. Okay. Losing to Tampa Bay, so they're they're um one and one. Mm-hmm. I got you. Losing to Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um losing to Minnesota. Yep. Winning against Seattle, so that's two I got wins. You. Keep going. Just keep losing going. against Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Losing against Arizona, because that's around the time Hopkins is coming back. Losing against the Raiders. Losing against Baltimore. Beating Pittsburgh. Losing against the Rams. Uh, beating San Fran. I can see that happening. At so San Fran. Yeah, I can Ooh. see that happening. Trey Lance, you know? I, you don't, you don't okay, know. Okay, okay. Um, I know, that's rude, but God. Versus Atlanta. Win. At TB. Skip that one. Oh, at TB. Oh, I have them beating them, because I have them splitting. So that's five wins. Okay. At Atlanta. Win. At Cleveland, win. Philadelphia is the one that they could lose, um, or they can win. And then Carolina, I think they win the last week. So nine, eight wins. I have them. Around okay, there. so our only difference is San Fran. I'm fine with it. It's just before because there's a lot what of games that can what split. Did, what did Baker do? Yeah, I'm, I'm that so took confused. You, that gave you three wins. It's not just it's not just Baker. It's also just going through the schedule again. Okay, but also it's like they can Who's beat that? they can beat Vegas, yeah. they can beat Minnesota. Yep, they can beat. Um, Baltimore too. Like I don't think those are just washes, and they can also beat Arizona. Arizona's defense is not going to be good. Listen, the Saints have a motivating motivating factor to be good this year. They don't have their first round when pick I, this when year. When I when I initially made my picks, I had them beating Arizona because I, I I'm just not high on Arizona this year. And like I said, like Las Vegas and Baltimore can also be a toss up. Those can be toss ups. I like LV this year. And listen, yeah. I'm saying as that as someone as a Broncos fan. They they got a roster that you got to be scared of. What's your record for sure. the Saints? Um, I also have my eight and nine, similar to you. When I first went through, I think I had them at ten and seven. Um, I I think so they're going to be. What are Saints be... fans killing me for? Huh? What are Saints fans killing me for exactly? What'd you have them at seven, seven and, 10? and ten? Yeah. Um, I don't know. You said it first. That's why. I don't know. I think that's. Uh, a, I, I do think that's a bit too low. I, I mean, them... we went through it. You, we, I we agree mostly. I'm going to change it. I have them going nine and eight. Okay, okay that's fine. I have them going eight and nine. At first, run through it. Like I said, ten. Who do you have them beating now? Arizona. That's fair. I'm not high in Arizona. This guy's so agenda based, it really makes me sick. But then I'm thinking about this offseason they just had. They lost Tyron Armstead, Marcus Williams, Kamara's probably gonna get suspended, Jameis coming off a torn ACL. We don't know what's happening with Michael Thomas. Alave was my least favorite receiver out of the first round guys. Casual. Sean Payton's gone. Hmm? They have a ton of question marks. I agree with that. Whether it's departure, suspensions, draft picks. Trevor Penning was another guy that wasn't incredibly high on. But their defense is still elite. You, you mentioned all the guys they have. So they're going to be in games without a doubt. I think they'll be a borderline playoff team because in the NFC East, I think you got two teams. You have Dallas and Philly. The NFC North, you have Minnesota and Green Bay. The West, you have San Francisco and the Rams. So then it's really just those last two Arizona? teams. I don't, I don't think so, truthfully. Um, so the South, you just have the Saints and uh, the Bucks. That's eight teams, seven playoff spots. So I think they'll be right in competition for that last playoff spot. 
I have them winning eight games, but yeah, they could easily go nine and eight, maybe sneak in 10 and seven. They'll be in the in the conversation for sure. I just think there's too many question marks going into the season for me to be confident going into the season that they're going to be a playoff team, but they'll be in the hunt. It's also, I think, um, a lot of people are minimizing Sean Payne not being, being there. Like Sean Payne, even though it is the same staff, and I've said it is the same staff, Sean, Sean Payne, game management, seeing what's going on in the field and now adjusting and calling Genius plays play like caller. that. So that's going to be a huge loss. And who knows how James is going to be if Sean Payne is not in his ear. That's going to be a, a, a definitely an, an adjustment period for them. Next team, the Atlanta Falcons. Now I'll go first on this team. I, I'll actually go first on the next two teams because I'm passionate about these, you know. Seven and ten last season, mostly due to Matt Ryan's great quarterback play. And Arthur Smith. 26th ranked offense, 29th ranked defense last year. Offensively, 16th in passing passing yards. Matt Ryan, that's what Elite. he does for you. Average. With no weapons. 16th With no weapons, that. he gets you at least an average. Offense is generational. 31st in terms of rushing yards. No run game to speak of. Defensive. Patterson? Come on. No run game to speak of. Mike Davis? Defensively, 18th against the pass and 27th against the run. AJ Terrell, baby. Sounds like Matt Ryan's numbers. Now, for me, like last year, seven wins for them. It, 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 they Overachieving. Were, they overachieved. They're not that team. They beat the Giants, Jets, Dolphins, Saints, Jaguars, Panthers, Lions. A lot of teams that aren't very good, you know, and their additions, Marcus Mariota, Drake Linden, Rashawn Evans, Lorenzo Carter, Casey Hayward. But ultimately, their biggest loss is Matt Ryan. Like, Matt Ryan is such a great quarterback. And Atlanta Falcons fans, I know, appreciate Matt Ryan, which they should. I think every smart football fan should appreciate Matt Ryan. Why did you look at me like that? Matt Ryan last year, fifth in accuracy from a clean pocket, although he never really had it. Last season, Matt Ryan had the 32nd lowest protection rate. He was 11th or better in accuracy rating, true completion percentage, deep ball percentage, pressure completion percentage, and play action percentage. He had the 15th best passer rating, true passer rating in the league while having the 7th most drops in football. Top 10 in nearly every accuracy rating. Matt Ryan, Matty Ice. Now he's going to go to Indianapolis and be great. But for Atlanta, this is bad news. Because they thought they were going to get Deshaun Watson. They didn't end up getting him. And I see them going 3-14 and 14 this upcoming season. The only three wins are against Seattle, Carolina, and Chicago. And I had Carolina as a win just to be generous with the split. But really, their schedule is gruesome. You face the Rams, Tampa Bay twice, Cincinnati, the Chargers. Washington is not going to be a pushover. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Arizona. The Falcons are one of the worst teams in the NFL. And I don't feel like Falcons fans should want to be good because if you are bad enough, you can draft Bryce Young, who with a young core of Drake Linden, Kyle Pitts, Bryce Young, improving the offensive line. That's fun. That's a really fun, exciting team to watch for the future. I don't think Mariota's the answer. I don't think Desmond Ritter is good enough to be a franchise quarterback. This, to me, is a tanking season to get a franchise quarterback in a draft, that be it Bryce Young. I just looked up uh, synonyms of great. Elite's one of them. Moving on. Because you're the king of semantics. Super ironic that I'm you say such a thing. Google, you, am I wrong? Just Google. Am I wrong? I'm just saying what Google says. All right, so next time I call someone elite and you tell me they're good, 
Well, they're that's great. different. Good is different than elite. All right, so all right, is is good a synonym of great? Yeah, but now you're going ABC. But that's what I'm asking. So good's a synonym of great. So if I call someone great and you tell me is they're it? good, that's um, what I'm wondering. Damn, he very, got your very good. Very good is a synonym of great. He got your ass. I don't know. Like he I'm, got I'm, my I'm ass, or I got his. No, he. You got, you got his ass. Very good is a synonym. Can you stop? It's literally says. All right, good. go ahead. Give your Falcon stake. Um, my Falcon. That's, stake. Those are two words, though. You know what? No, forget you. I'm actually gonna give my Falcon my stake, guess, bro. I actually almost gave them zero wins. That would be insane. I really almost did. This roster is <laughs> is shockingly shockingly bad. Reason why I decided to give them a couple wins is because you know what? In a division. You're bound to get one. Not many teams go defeated, uh, and I don't think the Falcons are going to be one of those. Uh, I think that you can get, you can pick up a W against Carolina. You can pick up a W against, excuse me, Chicago. Uh, but just looking at this team on the offensive side of the ball, a lot of faves getting put into Marcus Mariota, and and Marcus Mariota has to get back to his Tennessee days, the the one to two seasons where people were high on Marcus Mariota. That's what he has to deliver to Lanny the Falcons. Walker was elite. All I'm saying he was mad good. But that's what Marcus Mariota has to deliver to the Falcons for them to be that 7-10 and 10 team that they were last season. And that's by a, a, the grace of God, truthfully. Um, so Drake London is going to be fantastic, very exciting. Uh, you mentioned it. You bring you you are bad this season if you're the Atlanta Falcons. Don't bash me. If you're bad, the Atlanta Falcons, you get Bryce Young. I'm having a whole different conversation on the Atlanta Falcons come next season because Bryce Young is an exciting prospect to pair that with Drake London and Kyle Pitts, who you mentioned is generational. And maybe you could get Bijan on top of the I, second next year. Now you have a really fun offense. Bijan makes this intriguing. The offensive line needs to get a whole lot better before we start getting going on that yeah, talk. Yeah. But, I mean, he'll be great but Bryce Young line. is a great start to that to to this mess right now that they have but right now it's a good mess where you're a quarterback away from having your offense be somewhat relevant you have the weapons drake london and kyle pitts but overall this team is just not that great at all but i do ultimately have them going two and 15 yeah i have them going three and 14 you have to be excited for a few pieces aj trail was one of the best corners in the league last year and casey hayward Although he's older and he's not a franchise piece, he was one of the best corners as well last season. So, you know, in terms of cornerback duos, if that gets you happy, I think you have one of the best cornerback duos in the league. Unfortunately, the rest of the team isn't that great. I think we're all excited about Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Those are two big body receivers that Mariota's not the most accurate. He's not the best quarterback. But if you put it in the general vicinity of both of these guys, Drake London at 6'4", Kyle Pitts at 6'6", they're going to be able to make things happen. But outside of that, it's a pretty bad roster. You mentioned how terrible the offensive line was. They have no real rushing attack. Um, if Cordero Patterson is your lead back, lost Russell Gage as well. Um, and, and defensively, they're not good too. So I think overall, it's going to be it's going to be a wash year for the Falcons, 3-14. and 14, But you'll be in that conversation for a top three draft pick. You get a Bryce Young or Stroud or a Will Levies, Levies, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Will Levies. Levi's. Will Levi's. Will Levi's, yeah. Um, so you'll be in the conversation for one of those top quarterbacks next year. Um, and then, you know, if you do get a Bijan, which is kind of what the Jets did just a year later, got their running back for the Jaguars did, got Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne in one season to really try to, you know, rejuvenate that offense. Who knows what it looked like if, if Etienne was there last season. But unfortunately for Falcons fans, they overachieved last year, significantly downgrading that quarterback this year. So you're going from seven wins to now three and 14 is my you're being nice. Yeah. You're being nice. Yeah, originally, like I went through it, I was like, "This is this, this is bad." This schedule is, and they didn't. No, the NFL didn't do them right with the schedule. No, the NFL didn't do them right. AJ Terrell, Deion Jones, Grady Jarrett, 
That's it. Casey Hayward. Throw some respect on his name for sure. That's Casey it. Solid. That's it. Lorenzo Carter. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, it's like a... Michael Walker, bro? Rashawn Evans, right? This team's made. That's it's fine. bad. Oh no, yeah, it's Listen, not prayers for prayers for Falcons fans. Come back next season. Pray on Bryce Young. We can at really at least y'all got pick a side. We'll be fans. Promise you. Pick a side. We'll be fans. I got Dejounte. Dejounte. Facts. Oh no you doubt. Can't have everything. No, Come you on. can't. You can't. And the, fa- the, the Hawks are going to be. Come on, Hawks are going to be mid too. Falcons Hawks, are just Hawks gonna are better be than the next. Ceiling. Ceiling's the fifth seed. Hawks are, yeah. Hawks are better than the next. I was talking to Alvaro. He said the next will be the fifth seed. I said you're wilding. Oh my god. On to the last team in the NFC South, the Carolina Panthers. Now, I wasn't very excited to talk about this team earlier today, but then news came out that Baker Mayfield was traded Baker, to Carolina. He kind of saved the show. Loki. He kind of saved the show. Okay. So we I give him a lot of shit, but thank you, Baker. Thank you. It's good for one day of the year. Absolutely. That's it. Baker Mayfield will make the playoffs. With the Carolina Panthers this upcoming season. How much you want to put on that? 5-12 and 12 last season. 29th ranked offense. That's going to go up with Baker. Put a thousand 21st on ranked it. defense. Now, last season, <laughs> put a thousand. they started off 3-0 with Christian McCaffrey. 2,000. Sam Darnold had easy reads, easy progressions. CMC gets hurt. I'll put 10K. And now Sam Darnold regresses back to what he's always been. One of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. He'll get naked on the show. Nine touchdowns, 13 picks. Cam Newton comes in, four touchdowns, five picks, went 0-5 as a starter. P.J. Walker, one touchdown, three interceptions. The Panthers, for the last two, three seasons, have had some of the worst quarterback play in the NFL. Well, Baker Mayfield, past three years outside of 2021, you go for 2018 to 2020, he's finished top 15 in PFF grade in Every single you year. Stop with the PFF grade, dude. Now Baker Mayfield, when he's healthy, Doesn't is one is a is a very good quarterback. Yes, indeed. So Little he's great, baby. So he's Drake. great. He's a good quarterback. So he's great. Now, thank you. That's now the additions. Rashard Higgins was a good addition. Ikki Aquanu, Bradley Bozeman, Austin Corbett, Matt Ioannidis, Corey Littleton, Xavier Woods. This offensive line last year is one of the worst units. This year, I think they're going to be better. They're going to be at least average. You have DJ Moore still, Robbie Anderson, Christian McCaffrey, Tommy Tremble hopefully takes a step. Now, before Baker Mayfield, I had the Panthers winning six games, six, going 6-11. Six and 11. That's a lot. But with Baker, they will go 9-8. and eight. And that first one is going to start week one versus the Cleveland Browns. I agree. Mark it in. I agree. 1-0 versus the Giants. 2-0. I think they lose to the Saints week three. They beat Arizona because that's without D-Hop still in week four. That's three wins. They lose to San Fran. They lose to the Rams. They lose to the Bucks. Then I have them beating Atlanta at Atlanta. I have them um, beating Baltimore. Yes, I do. I have them losing to Denver. I have them beating Seattle. I have them beating Pittsburgh. I have them beating Detroit. And I have them um, losing to Tampa Bay and beating the Saints Week 18. Interesting. For a record of 9-8. and eight. Interesting spiel you just went on. Um, yes, Baker Mayfield comes to, to the Panthers team, and their offense gets a little bit of life. 
CMC, I'm sure, is super happy to have someone that's going to continue to dump off the Before ball, you too. go, there's, there's a chance that the Browns start off 4-0, beating Cleveland, New York, the Saints, and Arizona. Panthers, you mean? You mean the Panthers go 4-0? Panthers start off, start off 4-0, yes. Because I have them splitting yeah. versus the Saints. We saw that happen last year, and they didn't make the playoffs either. Um, my statement still stands. Baker Mayfield is an upgrade for this offense, no doubt. You go from the 32nd best quarterback in the NFL to around 23, 24th best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, Baker Mayfield's going to benefit DJ Moore slightly. He's going to benefit CMC more than DJ Moore, in my opinion, given the fact that he's just going to continue to see him out of the backfield. And and I don't want to speak this out into existence, but we've seen CMC these past couple of seasons struggle to stay on the field, and it's been due to overusage. Hopefully, Baker Mayfield doesn't rely on CMC too much. Let's hope that this offensive line is revamped and proves so this upcoming season to protect Baker Mayfield. Because up until this point, Baker Mayfield's only played with a pristine offensive line. This is the first time we're coming in. It's not fully stamped that he's going to be behind a really strong line. And again, you have that safety and that is Christian McCaffrey, but you don't want to overuse him. DJ Moore is going to be great. Has put up a thousand yards these past couple of seasons, past three seasons, I believe, actually, with mediocre quarterback play. And and it's going to continue. Baker Mayfield is, if anything, slightly above mediocre. Uh, but he will continue to thrive because DJ Moore is a top 15 receiver. When it comes to the defensive side of the ball, I do have I do have my worries. Uh, Dante Jackson's not the greatest. Obviously, Jeremy Ch- Dante Jackson. You think so? Yeah, he's mid he coverage. He was mid in coverage. He had like a sixty six grade in PFF. Right. I thought PFF didn't matter when it comes to quarterbacks. Absolutely not. They're, the, they're actually agree. the best when it comes. That's the be, that's their best position. I disagree. Defensive, offensive line, and quarterbacks. Oh, that's what the PFF. What do, mean, what do you mean by best position though? Like that's what they they're the best at grading those positions. That's uh, objective. Uh, Shaq Thompson, solid in coverage. Um, no doubt about that. Damian Wilson, mid. Corey Littleton, solid pickup for them. Uh, Derek Brown, underwhelming. He needs to step up this upcoming season. Brian Burns, great talent. Uh, this defense does concern me. J.C. Horn, he needs to come out this season and show why he was a top 10 pick. He was J.C. Horn he was, was ex- he was fantastic last season before he got hurt. Uh, just hoping to see him get back on track this upcoming season and be that lockdown corner because... This is interesting. Um, They took J.C. Horn, and I do believe J.C. Horn was the correct selection, right? But let's live in a world where Justin Fields is now their quarterback. Now they don't have to make this trade. Justin Fields is now paired up with Christian McCaffrey, D.J. Moore, Robbie Anderson, a solid offensive line that he definitely does not have over in, in Chicago. The Panthers made a huge mistake not drafting Justin Fields. Obviously, J.C. Horn's Sam not a, over Justin Fields, basically. And, and J.C. Horn is a fine ball player. I'm not trying to say that he's not, but in terms of what you need for your franchise, it number one priority is a starting quarterback. If you guys didn't trade for Russell Wilson, you could make the same argument. I don't disagree. I, and listen, why I'm not upset about it, too, is because we needed that cornerback depth, similarly to the Panthers, did, right? For, yeah, for sure. But we had the assets to go out and acquire a guy like Russell West, uh, Russell Wilson, excuse yeah. me. Well, I mean, so did they. Like, you get, it's not like you guys had extra We picks. gave up two firsts. Well, we you, you got two, an extra second seconds. from Vaughn, but mm-hmm. that's really it. It's not yeah. like you had... No, they they definitely the Panthers had the assets. They were Didn't in on they the traded, they and they traded. had uh, pick oh, right. seven. You guys had like nine that year, right? Mm-hmm. We had a really yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um. But ultimately, Justin Fields should be the starting quarterback of this team, and I feel like that would be better suited for them, where they'd have multiple years on that contract, and they could put things they could put pieces around Justin, which they've done up until this point for Sam Darnold 
and a washed up Cam. They Newton, already had those pieces in place. No, no, no doubt. But now you know you're, you're, these pieces are in place for a guy like Baker Mayfield, who has shown you that he can get you. To, he can get you to the playoffs, sure. But what is he really doing past that? We saw it when Chad Henney, I believe it was Chad Henney. Yeah, Chad Henney. Chad Henney comes in in the second half of the the game against the Chiefs, and Baker was unable to to get that done. I think that Baker is going to be an upgrade, but very marginally. To go through their record, uh, again, I I gave Baker some respect. I went back to to readjust my my schedule predictions. I have them going three zero to start the season as well, but I have them losing to Arizona. I have them losing to San Fran. I have them losing to the Rams. I have them losing to Tampa Bay. I give them the benefit of that win against Atlanta. Uh, I do have them beating Atlanta twice, but I do have them losing to to Cincinnati. I have them losing to Baltimore. I have them losing to Denver by week. Winning against Seattle. Seattle's going to be a bad team this year. I have them losing to Pittsburgh. I have them losing to Detroit. I have them losing to Tampa Bay. And I have them losing to New Orleans for a record of 6-11. and Would you have them? What was the record for you? 9-8 nine nine and eight eight. in their nine playoff eight. team. Remind me of the Saints. They were 9-8 as well. Yes. Yeah. 9-8, and 8-9. Eight, eight and nine. Okay. Between there. I'm well, which, really, way, which way do you do you lean for the Saints? Curious. Man, this is tough. I love the freaking Saints. I really love the Saints. I mean, you want James, James is your guy. You almost and they gave him eleven wins. Before. If James is your guy, and I think the Saints, without a doubt, have a better roster than the Panthers, and more continuity on the coaching staff. Kind of. This I mean, Matt Rollins has been there for was the head coach last year. No, ben but this is yeah, I know, but no, but they've been firing OCs left and right. Uh, yeah. You bring in Ben McAdoo. Ben McAdoo had Baker Mayfield as his quarterback six in the twenty eighteen draft. So he was he's not a fan of Baker. How is that gonna work out? Like you know, there's there's things that can it can implode in Carolina. Sure. I, I don't see anything imploding in New Orleans. I see yeah. it being very steady, stable. That's why I give them the I mean, I have I have the Panthers at seven and ten, so I have the Saints with a two game pretty comfortable or do I have them at eight and nine? I'm gonna change my eight, Saints. I'm gonna change the Saints pick to ten and seven. Okay. Yeah, I this Panthers team is fun, right? They have they have a young defense that I think have a lot to prove, right? I think J.C. Horn coming back from injury, Derek Brown being a former first round pick who hasn't really panned out to the way they want, Brian Burns who's kind of always been on the borderline of Agreed. being great but hasn't really taken that leap yet. Agreed. Um, and making update uh, upgrades like Matt Ioannidis as well. So I, I'm excited for them. I think they have a really good safety duo too with Jeremy Chin. They picked up Xavier Woods, Xavier Woods from Dallas. So. I'm excited for their defense. I, I think it's fun. And then offensively, picking up Icky, who is one of my favorite prospects in the draft, let alone offensive line. Wait, wasn't you called him a bust? Uh, no such thing. No. I, I liked Icky <laughs> a lot. You know, a mall or someone who could uh, hold down that tackle spot for years pause. to come. Hold down that tackle spot's a pause. You said mauler. That's not a pause, dude. Can you stop? Um, but at the end of the day, I, I do think the Saints and obviously the Bucks have a better record than them. I have them going seven and ten. I don't really think they'll be in the playoff hunt. You know, maybe week eight you'll see them on the screen in the hunt. But when it comes down to it, I just think there's probably eight teams in the NFC that are better than them currently. Um, that's that's insane. <laughs> no. Now who though? Because uh, I have I have these are the playoffs for me. I have division winners: Eagles, Bucks, Packers, Rams. Yep. Right, and then for the wild card, there's three teams that enter yep. it. Forty ers I think, is one team that enters it. The Cowboys are one team that enters it. Vikings. And then the last three is Vikings, Saints, Panthers. So I think the Vikings and Saints are better than the Panthers. So I have them as the eighth best team. Um, you know, a couple things go their way. But Who there knows? could, ha- there could be year. regression with the Niners, though. Why? If they don't have, well, Jimmy Garoppolo at least gave them a stable quarterback. If Trey Lance isn't at least better than him right now, then they could regress. I think, I think Trey Lance. And injuries fine. and stuff, you know, they're, they're always I feel like injury. they're always banged up, though. 
Exactly. Were, I mean, they were relatively healthy last year. Like Debo stayed healthy the whole year. Kittle missed a handful of games, but he played like fourteen. So I'm saying there is a chance though in that. You know, I'm so. in on San Fran. Yeah, for sure. I'm super in. Love Trey Lance. He's an upgrade. I love San Fran too. I like San now, Fran. Trey the, Lance could be a top twenty quarterback this year. We don't know. Jimmy G's really the only guy looking for a job, and there's no jobs out there. And San Fran has said they're not going to release him. They're not going to trade him to Seattle. Obviously, that's I don't because even know if Trey Lance doesn't pan out. They have a good option. Yeah, but it's hard because. Jimmy has taken that team to the NFC Championship, taken them to the Super Bowl, and you want Trey Lance, who you just traded a boatload of assets for, number three overall pick. You want him to own that room. I think it's really hard to do that if you have Jimmy G. Like, sure, can he learn from Jimmy G and have a veteran presence? Yeah, that would be great. But I want a guy like Brian Hoyer, not someone like Jimmy G who has the potential to take your job. Or I'm looking over my shoulder like everyone in the locker room has already been behind this guy just last season. He was their leader. Now I'm their leader. But now the backup has been, you know, so you make I just think it get messy. That's that's the only thing. They you might end up releasing point. him. It's 20 mil. They could shut off the cap. So we'll see what happens. To recap the NFC South, these are our NFC South predictions for the 2022 NFL season. I have the Buccaneers at 14-3. and three. The Saints at ten and seven, the Panthers at nine and eight, and the Falcons at three and fourteen. I got the Bucks going twelve and five, the Saints at nine and eight, Panthers at seven and ten, Falcons three and fourteen, fighting for the number one pick. Ooh, I said the exact same thing. Uh, I have the Bucks winning the division at thirteen and four. I have the Saints coming in second due to a tough schedule. I do believe that they will miss the playoffs at seven and ten. Uh, the bigger addition doesn't move me much, so I do have Carolina going six and eleven, finishing in third place. And lastly, I do have the Falcons fighting for the number one overall pick, coming with a record of two and fifteen. And this is going to do it for episode one hundred ninety three of the Pick Aside Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at PickasidePod, on Instagram and TikTok at PickasidePodcast, and buy merch at PickasidePodcast.com. A lot of different hoodie colors for you Talk to man. shop Look around. Look how mint this looks. All black. Get your own. Classic. Go get your own, man. So thank you guys for listening and or watching, and we'll see you next time.